I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? That, that Ying Lang. Ying Lang? Oh, I love it. Dude, who brought that? Who brought Ying Lang to my house? Was that you? It wasn't me. I can't remember it, it who was, it was. It was, a, was it a dinner? Was or? it Brian? I feel like that could be a Brian that thing. That would be Brian a Brian Bernard. thing. Totally would be a I'm, Brian I'm thing. I'm 90% sure it was Brian. Yeah, man. I, I've, I get lost. Man, all you guys bring. I don't drink much in general, so most of the booze that's in there is brought by other people. Um, I most of the booze in my house are gifts from friends. So right. if you see any booze, please drink it. Um, including if I bought it, please drink it. <laughs> you it. like scotch, you I like rum, it. you name <laughs> it, we got it. So vodka, um, no gin. Do you have a preferred uh, preferred alcohol? Well, besides uh, beer, beer is always the number one to go to, right? Yeah. But, uh, what What about special occasions? Like I really like gin. Gin, like just a gin and tonic. Remember, keep that thing right in front of your face. Gin and tonic, yeah. perfect. Man, I, gin and tonics are growing on me, but it's still like, a, eh. yeah, it's I mean, I a, guess I'll have one, but I don't like, I don't crave it. No, no, right. I know what you mean. Craving is a big word. But uh, yeah, just any any kind of like um, mixers with, you know, white alcohol is pretty good for me. Yeah. You don't like the dark liquors? No, uh, no whiskeys well, or anything? I've got a hard time with whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's on the rock. Just uh, it's it's hard for me to drink it. Oh, okay, so it's not necessarily like you had a bad experience because a lot of people have uh, an initial bad experience with alcohol and like not be able to drink that thing. But for for you in this case, it's just like a like a taste and like yeah. Right. yeah. yeah that, that, I could I could I, see that it's a little intense. I <laughs> probably just mix it up and it's fine. Yeah. You, you can also watch on the laptop, see the monitor thing bouncing back and forth on the top. Like the the blue, there should be a green and red line. Are you recording on the laptop? Yes. I okay. Am. Cool. So yeah, there's a thing. Uh, the, the the volume meter. If you watch that, you'll be able to see how loud you are versus anybody else. If you want to check your levels. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it looks. Uh, the blue line's peak. I think it leaves a blue line to the far right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And it's. And it's uh, if okay. you. Like, yeah, it looks like it's staying right around, like, between 12 and 6 are the numbers that I'm seeing. I so can't count that there. high. He's fucking showing off. <laughs> are we live? We're not yet. No. Okay, cool. Go for it, man. Let's get it. Okay. Let's get it. Man, you worked today, right? I did. When's your days off? Monday, Tuesdays, and uh, Wednesdays. Is it always Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays? Yeah. So you got a fixed schedule. Yeah. That's nice. Much. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, Tanya hooked me up. She, she, she asked me what I wanted. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we just started out like this, and it just kept on, kept it, up, kept kept like this, you know. And, so uh, it's perfect. Three days off gives me enough time to forget about it. I get perfect. enough time to just come to the drop zone, do some drums. It's perfect. Quick, uh, quick question, DJ. So it says go live now on the yeah on the bar yeah, but it's not giving me the option to click on it and actually yeah. go live on Facebook. Oh, talk to the microphone. Technical problems. But yeah, so you said you were working today, Louie? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Slowish day, right? It's Thursday? Uh, yeah, first day. It's pretty slow. Man, pretty slow it seems like the, the weekdays are 
I don't know. Hit or miss, on. and I can yeah. I can never predict what's gonna make a busy weekday or not. It's, it's hard. Like, it's hard to predict. Yeah, I don't know sure. why at the moment. Like the past yesterday as well, it's freaking dead. Four loads. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even look at uh, at the load clock yesterday, but um, yeah, no, it was dead. At least it was a little busier today. Sort of. Man, what do you prefer when you're working at Manifest? Do you like the the busy like super balls to the walls days, or is it like the more mellow days that you enjoy? Uh, I definitely prefer the busy days. Yeah. In terms of, like time just flies, you know. I just I don't have time to to look at the clock and be like, oh, we got four hours left, you know. Yeah. I prefer to just keep working, keep keep you know keep busy and and uh, and that just makes it much more much more smoother. Yeah. Most um, definitely. But, you know, it's good to catch a break once in a while if one is that busy. But, uh, yeah, those days like like today, <clears throat> it's fine. I just I did videos, so I managed to keep busy. Like, I was running around, you know. Like, it's, okay. uh, I don't have to sit in the chair for six hours straight. Yeah, for sure. That was kind of my next question. Like, if you have a, a favorite position to be in in the office, would, would editing video be the position? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one I, that I enjoy. Um, but, uh, you know, it's so I, I like the, the customer contacts. So, you know, being like closed in a room and just doing videos can be a little bit stressful sometimes, especially if it's busy and yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, I, I like to have a good mix. I like to have a good mix. So okay. that's why we rotate yeah. with Aaron. Now we just have like one day he's, he's going to do it. One day I'm going to do it. You know, it's just nice. It's, 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 is it, is it, well. is it just you and Aaron right now? Or I guess, no, cause sort of everybody in the office yeah. for the most part edits video. Right. And you guys right. kind of rotate. Exactly. I mean, obviously you have V that just stays in manifest and, uh, the others, if they need it, they'll just go, go and do uh, some video editing. I see. All right. And hello everyone. Hello. 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 We are Live. Nick hates when I uh, do technical shit on the show, on the show, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. So did you see where I entered a title and a description? I did see that. That's yeah. what I missed. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. And if it make shit up, I don't okay. care. <laughs> if we can edit it after the fact. Uh-huh. DJ's dumb. He forgot to do this. I don't <laughs> care, man. Uh, what's up guys and gals. If you uh, are listening to this podcast, uh, the way it's meant to be on, on a phone or something like that then uh, you heard all of this other shit sorry that you put up with our technical bullshit if you're on facebook live uh thank you for joining us and tonight's guest mr louis de lake no de lake. <laughs> <laughs> you did it on purpose 100 percent de lake it is de lake louis de lake yeah yes. uh louis uh hell's from france right uh-huh. you're, you're from that french land i am are you from the eiffel tower i'm not from the eiffel tower the, i'm more south yeah does everybody ask you if you're from paris uh no, no. Okay. usually people just say where you're from. They yeah. just tell them Toulouse. Where is <laughs> that? They at? don't know where it is, especially. But Toulouse is south of France, south southern France. Yeah, so south south uh, southwest. Okay, I'm trying to picture France on a map. I'm not very great at uh, picturing the shape of France. Yeah, so, so <clears throat> yeah, it's an interesting shape. It looks uh, kind of like a cone, uh, like a cone top, and then it gets large on the side, and it goes back to having like two corners of. The, Kind of like a kind of like a diamond with a chunk yeah. pulled off the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it, it's a, it's very diverse for a small country. So say. for our friends who don't know who you are, which um, um, I still don't really know much of who you are, I've always enjoyed interacting with you in the office. Uh, it's somebody who I go in. It's like, oh man, I can get a pleasant hello. I can get a pleasant yeah. greeting. Just just a good time. You're you're always a good smile. But you work at Spaceland Houston and Manifest. Absolutely. 
and you came here from France to work at Manifest? Well, not especially. Actually, um, I didn't really know that I was going to come work at Spaceland when I got into America. Um, my original plan was actually go to Canada, Montreal. Uh, I mean, with all this COVID things. Thank uh, you, COVID. Yeah, thank you, COVID. <laughs> you got me here. <laughs> um, it's meant to be. But uh, so I was supposed to go to Montreal to work in a tunnel over there, actually, uh, Sky Venture. Okay. Sky Venture Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think they're just now thinking of opening. And that's how long they've been closed. So I've been pretty much jobless since since uh, since I quit um, my old job, which was in Manchester, UK. Uh, I was working at iFly Manchester there. Wasn't that used to be uh, Kicks or... It was Air Kicks. Air Kicks, that was yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good man. memory, man. Dude, uh, I've been doing this a while. It, it was <laughs> harder to remember. Like a lot of the tunnel names that changed, I still struggle remembering what the new name is or, or if they're affiliated yeah. people. So it, it was owned by iFly, but they decided not to use iFly as a brand okay. at the time. So uh, they just used Air Kicks because it worked. And then, okay. you know, I think it was a cool name. It was uh, a great name. Yeah, I remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. So like it had the different colors. It was blue. Yeah. That was their main color. Yeah. Uh, blue and orange, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, just now a few years back, they decided to go back to, well, get the iFly branding back into the their business. Yeah, man. It's it's uh, people, people flock to what they know. Yeah. And no matter where you go, as you get to get to know the tunnel world, they know the iFly brand. So it's available. You... We're moving from France, or no, from England, I guess. So, yeah, I was in UK, um, and I, I, I was working there for a year and a half, and uh, my original plan was to go to Canada and work there, because I was wanting to go, and I thought, you know, I love ice hockey, I just wanted to, <laughs> to be in a country where people play hockey, nice. in France, nobody plays hockey, you know that. Um, and uh, so... I've got my visa. It took me a while to get it. Uh, so I, I, wor- I worked my ass off to get it. You know, I, I, something I really want to do, and I finally got it. And uh, so I gave my letter of resignation to uh, to the UK, saying, uh, "Look, you know, I'm, I'm going to to. I got a job as well. They they hired me pretty pretty quickly. Um, and uh, so I gave my letter of resignation, and uh, that was March of last year. Uh, well, a month before March, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, and. Uh, um, that's when um, COVID hit, exactly at the same moment, three days before I was supposed to actually stop and go to, go to Canada. <laughs> Boris <laughs> Johnson comes on the news saying, we're shutting down the country, everybody has to quarantine. Uh, and that's, uh, that's basically from there, I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? What am I going to do? I'm just going to... So I went quarantined and uh, did the whole, you know, shamanana about staying home. Yeah. Um, and eventually... They came back to me saying that uh, in November they were going to open, right? So I was back and forth while I was in Manchester first, then I went back to France, kind of waiting. It's kind of a big waiting game. Uh, and uh, they, they, they got back to me saying, November, we will open. I got my tickets, went to Montreal, I had to quarantine for two weeks with all the travel restrictions. Uh, and in a week in my quarantine period, uh, we did like a little conference call with all the managers, and they announced they announced to me that they um, that they were they were not opening, that they had to stay close. And uh, so from there, I was like, "Heck, I'm really fucked now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do." Luckily enough, I've got family in the states. That's what I did. I wanted to visit them. It was great. 
had a great time with my grandmother, so my uncle, my aunts. Um, my mom lives in Hawaii, went to visit her, so I had a great, uh, great time there. And uh, that's where Nick comes along, and uh, we were speaking. Yeah. Uh, Perfect timing, dude. I knew the story. Go. I knew the story right, right <laughs> when, when you said uh, Hawaii. That's I was like, funny. oh, yeah, I know where we're at. Yeah. yeah. How's that for an entrance? That was perfect timing. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, hey yo. Hello. What you got there? One gram of carbs. You should try one of these out, dude. Truly? Yeah. Dude. Is there alcohol in it? There is. There is, there is man. It's like. Very it's, low. Yeah, very low. It's, they're very light alcohol. Like, you actually might enjoy one of these. Man, I'm gonna get that next time. Yeah, it's uh, I I ate and uh, drank like shit the last uh, oh for a while now. <laughs> Sa- Sam and I were just at, do you know where Round Top Texas is? No. Well, uh, I didn't either, but apparently it's a German town that's about forty minutes outside of Austin. Most little, are a little closer to us. Yeah. Most are German towns. There's a shitload of German. No idea. Fredericksburg. Well, I, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah that bunch makes of, sense. Yeah, yeah, bunch of German towns outside of. Uh, I was gonna say Australia, Austin, but yeah, I had uh, had some beers, had a lot of fucking pie and treats and garbage. So I decided today that I'm back on a diet, <laughs> and uh, like, like every week that involves uh, not drinking alcohol. I decided also, so yeah. But I did Fair have like four beers in the last week. It was wild. So that's a lot. That's a lot for you, dude. This is my third night in a row having a drink. So uh, you've actually been involved in all three. Yeah, so, bad influence, yeah, I guess. You were even. You were very even. Um, uh, when are you going to not be on this diet? More importantly, when can you go out to a dinner at night and eat a lot of really fucked up food? How fucked up? Go fancy food, so it ain't going to be too fucked up. Go dress mm-hmm. nice place. Right. Yeah, give me a few weeks. Okay, cool. Um, so, Louie, at this point, you uh, here in comes Nick Lott. Did you see an ad for Manifest? Did, like, how how did you? Yeah, um, face, face Facebook, um, you know, Facebook market, Facebook Facebook jobs. Uh, saw his ad, and actually, it was not for for Manifest, which I knew I couldn't do, right? Uh, but I thought to myself, you know what? If you don't take a chance, you're never gonna, you know, gotta try. So I sh- shot him a message. Uh, he responded quite quickly, which he did. Uh, but I didn't hear from you for quite like a, I think a week or so. So in my head, I was like, "Damn, I'm not gonna get it. You know, this is dead." But um, so I actually had a I found a job in the meantime, like in that week, in the distillery, um, like which called uh, Maui Vodka. They make like rum, vodka, uh, gin, uh, all from you know on the island. So it, it, that's the, that's their selling pitch, right? Um, pretty good, but so I was working on the production field, which you know sounds pretty good on paper. Production, you know, production technician or whatever that's how they presented it. it sounds great, but actually, it's super repetitive. You know, it's like being in this uh factory chain, you just uh have to take a bottle, blow air inside, and that's all you do for like mm. an hour, and then you <laughs> switch to another position and then you do another movement for another an hour. At uh, least they let you move place to place. Can yeah, you imagine doing that same thing all day? Oh, man, that would suck. <laughs> so uh, luckily enough, I was actually like probably, you know, a week and a half in. And then that's where Nick uh, shoots me a message like, how do you like the, the Hawaiian life, the high island life? And uh, we started talking and uh, pretty quickly enough after that, you know, uh, you know, I was stoked about it. And uh, he was too. And I just took my ticket and came to Spaceland. Were you, were you worried when you sent him this email that 
like how's the island life that how am i going to lure this guy away from hawaii <laughs> no i don't think so because i could tell that he wasn't super stoked on what he was doing there okay yeah and uh you know just knowing that he was a tunnel instructor before and had a big interest in skydiving uh i, I didn't it didn't seem like he wanted to stay in hawaii no so. no it was just a transition you know my mom lives there it was great to see her uh had a great time. Spent and, some time it, on it the was, island. It was only for, for, for a few weeks. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't plan to stay all my life there. You know, what, what can you do in Hawaii? <laughs> Lay on a beach. I, that's I mean, that's a great. goal. It's great. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a goal. <laughs> so you you come here. You have how many skydives? Well, hang on. Can we talk about the, the night you showed up? Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that was very You landed at the airport and? My baggage didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Uh, my baggage didn't show up. Plus, it was like that week where the big freeze came. Like that it was oh. the night. It was the night. It, it was the night the freeze came. So yeah. we're sitting. I'm sitting outside the airport waiting for Louie. As the as you know, my drive there, rain was turning to snow. <laughs> and then they lost uh, Louie's bags. So you know, I was hanging outside for a while, hoping that hoping that your bags were going to turn up. Uh, you're super patient, man. I, I, I'm super grateful for your patience. Dude, I couldn't imagine how I would feel flying somewhere new, and like with the weather that we had there, like you're gonna find some Uber, some some asshole that barely knows how to drive anyway, that's gonna <laughs> drive you all the way to the drop zone in a Texas snowstorm. It's like I knew that wasn't that was not gonna be the way that it went down. Right. Rapid drives for Uber. What are you saying? I mean, I don't know how any Uber driver in Texas fares in the snow. It's like, dude, I grew up in Utah. I've driven yeah. in the snow plenty, and it doesn't intimidate me. But I don't know when I think about who who could show up as your Uber driver. Oh, it could be anybody, and oh, yeah. I didn't trust anybody. I mean, that, that that road going to the DZ was pretty chaotic. Yeah, like, we were I, on the freeway for like four minutes before we were... People were starting turning around, going the opposite direction, not like not not caring. You know, it was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, then there was like a, a five or six car accident that had us stopped there Definitely. forever. Yeah, and yeah, that, it was awful. We're not <laughs> prepared was. for ice in Texas and Houston in particular. So a, we don't treat the roads well for it, and b, yeah. I I will not drive in that shit. I moved to Indiana for a few years, and I drove in that stuff once, and maybe two or three times. But after the last time, I'm like, nope. I, I this is when I just stay my fucking happy ass home. I do not need to crash. So you went to the DZ that night, no clothes, no clothes, just just what I had on myself. Little, did the power go? Bag. Did the power go out that night at the DZ? Uh, maybe like a night after, two nights after. And how are you doing with clothes at this point? Oh man, uh, everybody gave. I was like, people were just giving me clothes, you know, like from people from Manifest, the drum staff. Uh, so actually, I was pretty well off, uh, but uh, I didn't have any kind of like real winter clothes, obviously. I, and and in my head, I was like, I'm going to Texas. I don't need any winter <laughs> clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like 90 <laughs> degrees here now, so... Yeah, you feel that the weather today... Could you even imagine that that day existed here? <laughs> no. How crazy yeah, is that? Neither could crazy. we. We were living it. We're like, this doesn't <laughs> exist. This isn't real. Yeah, I'm super grateful to take a plane ride when it's that hot to go up in the air. Man, oh, it's, uh, I don't mind the heat at all because I don't like the cold. And damn, that week sucked. It was bad. It was bad. It was horrible, man. It's uh, it's. Well, it, they said it hasn't it hasn't happened since like thirty years or something, right? It's like the last time something happened like this in Texas. It's been quite a while, I'm sure. I've I've never seen it. I've only been here fifteen, sixteen years, but I've never seen it. So, um, 
You have how many skydives? So um, just short of 200. Just short of 200. Yeah. Um, and when I first met you, you came into Manifest. It's just common. A young manifester uh, is working at Manifest because you don't have the experience in skydiving to do something else. And it's a goal or, or a, a direction. So I immediately assume that you don't have a lot of jumps. We start talking. And I at some point see you on a skydive where I'm immediately thinking like, I'm missing some bit of information <laughs> because this is not what he should be doing. But you also don't seem like that dickhead douche type who's like, like if you're doing something, I believe that you should be doing it. You're, you're not going outside your bounds. And I found out you have tunnel time. Right. Yeah. That helps. You worked at iFly? Yeah. iFly fly for five years, started in Paris, um, did a few years there and then went to Manchester. Um, that, those are my two tunnels that I, that I worked at. Is the rating system the same? Uh, for IBA, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what what level are you? What level? Uh, level four. Okay, yeah. Level four, a coaching rating. Um, no, it was, it was it's a great experience and all. I loved it. You know? Why did but you go to a lot the of first timers though? <laughs> yeah, a lot of just high flights. High flight first timers, you know, Stay. which which is the basic. You need yeah. to get, you know, you need to start somewhere. So if you can fix a first timer really fast, I mean, you know what's wrong: uh, legs, arms, head, hips, whatever it is. You know, you you can see that right away. Um, it'll definitely help you in the long long run, and you know, coaching higher things, more complicated things, and you know, getting the in the habit of just spotting what's wrong fast. You know? I don't think people do what you just described well enough. And if you focus on coaching fundamentals, then when you're teaching everything else, it's much easier to teach in the basics, focusing on yeah. those key points. Because ultimately, if you go right now and coach me in a sit, you're going to be looking at the same components. They're just composed differently. Exactly, exactly. Um, and a lot of people, like especially skydivers, uh, when they come to the tunnel, they don't want to, they kind of want to jump loops, right? So uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, the fundamental is super important, super, super important. And if you don't have that, it's going to be so much harder to go back to a sit or, you know, your head down. Uh, so, if, you know, you just have to be patient with yourself and, you know, take, take, take it as an adventure and as a, as something that you know you look forward you can see yourself being there but you want you want to take your time you know don't go too fast it's 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 an adventure it's a, it's a frail you know man enjoy it enjoy that ride i i like going into the tunnel and knowing that it's a foreign place for me like being able to fine tune and like i know i can do this skill well so why don't i fine tune it why don't i see in this confined space how much more precise i can be how much more i can do certain things i i like that absolutely experience yeah so were you a tunnel flyer or a skydiver first? I started skydiving first. I did my license in France. Uh, that's that my first experience with uh, the skydiving world. And, you know, I f- fell in love right away with it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's, it was such a, such a thrill, such a, you know, like a relief. It's, it's, it's just so amazing, right? So I kind of knew I wanted to do that. You know? It took me a while to get into it. You know, I kind of didn't know what road I, I was going to go. You know, I was thinking maybe packing. You know, that's where usually people start out. Uh, start off but uh, I, ne- I never lived near a drop zone so it was hard for me to get anywhere and plus in europe people don't have cars so you know i don't have a car um and uh, so it took me a while but that tunnel the uh, instructor deal kind of fell along and i took it i took the opportunity and uh yeah and, I, and here i am you know five years later working on the drop zone <laughs> so so you spent a fair bit of time at the drop zone in france I did a little bit. And now yeah. you've spent a little bit of time here. Yeah. What What are the biggest differences that you noticed in the way that uh, people learn to skydive in France versus here in the States? Um, 
it's more lax in the states uh, for a lot of things. Um, in France, we have associations, it's clubs. Uh, so you go in and you, you have to, uh, you know. I'm not saying here you don't follow rules, but there's, it's 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 less. It's very serious. Like it's uh, it's a serious sport. It's fun as well, but uh, they will, you know, in your progression, they're not gonna tell you that you're doing good, especially specifically. You know, you, you are gonna be told that you're bad. You're bad. <laughs> you, you know, be better. Be better. Be better. And uh, sometimes it can, you know. Uh, People run run away from it. You know, they're not. They're gonna get be less motivated to to continue in the sport. You know, that's that's something that really struck me first here. That's that here. There's a uh, they try to keep that motivation. People try to really. You guys try to make make sure that they they get a spark from it. That you know that they don't get bored of it. That they they're not uh, uh, being told that they won't be able to be better. You know, uh, so that's something that really struck me. At it, first, and the the structures of the licenses have you, is there a big difference in the way that that works? Yeah, uh, we have something called the uh, the pack. We have two ways actually. You can start doing a pack, which is um, six to seven drums, six drums minimum, uh, and then you're off by your own. Uh, so you start off with two instructors, and then you have doing one instructor, and then your sixth jump is your solo, uh, and that's it. You got your license. Mm. Or you can do um, the tradi, 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 which is the traditional way, which is uh, you do hop and pops with uh, uh, a line where it opens your parachute right away. Static lines, yeah, for like four or five five drums. You get used just to exit and then gradually you go to uh, uh, like eight grand and then you have to count one, two, three, four. Five and you open, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, and that's scary. That's that that's for the real OGs out there. <laughs> uh, but that those are the two options for you to uh, start in the skydiving world. And how did you start? I did the pack. I did the the, the six jump for instructor. Dude, isn't that crazy? Altitude. Six jumps. That's yeah, not six six jumps. jumps, man. You got it. Go 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 do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically AFF. Uh, Send right. with their pack, but um, they, they will they will. Uh, not um, it's not because you're doing it that you will pass. You know they 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 have the right to say right you're not good enough. You have to do it again, or you have to continue doing drums with an instructor. So it's six drums, but he he's gonna sign you off. If not, if he's not signing you off, you have to do more drums. But uh, yeah, it's still it's still small. I would still I would also say uh, like America and France, it depends where you go on how strict that is. And I only say that because we've had French students here cross-trained from France to America who've been, who've been through their six jumps and look at what they can do and like, mm, you shouldn't be past your third jump. Right. So I definitely, it's it's uh, also drop zone dependent, you know, it, it's... For sure. You have some better, some worse. So you learned PAC, AFF, for uh, just an easy comparison. Um, how many jumps did you have before you got into the tunnel? Uh, maybe like 25 25 between 25 and 30 jumps. And how much time had passed before your first jump? Um, what, from the tunnel? Yeah, yeah, from your first jump till 25 jumps. Um, it was pretty slow. Uh, I mean, I was trying to, I, I kind of average probably five jumps a month. Okay. You know, something like that. Not, not a lot, not a lot. Uh, it was very hard for me to go to a DZ because I was living in the city. And so that, you know, I was young, no money. Mm-hmm. You know that that was, that was the main issue. So uh, that's that's that that's why it took me a while. And how long ago was this? 
uh, six years ago. How old are you now? Oh no, sorry. So I did a, I did that when I was twenty. So that was ten years ago. Man, time starts flying. Yeah. So so you're thirty now. I'm thirty. Yeah. Yep. Just you, turned thirty. So why go to the tunnel? Uh, it was just an opportunity that that came through. I was talking to people. I was in Switzerland, and I and I talked to uh, to someone who was being hired by them, and uh, he told me who to contact. Uh, he talks. He told me all about it, and I was stoked. So I, t- you know, I did contact Manu Ars, which was the one who uh, hired me, and uh, one thing led to another. You know. Uh, I worked hard. At first, he didn't take me, <laughs> and I kind of insisted, 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 and uh, I finally got the gig. So, uh, but it took a while. Yeah, I did all the tests, the physical tests. I don't think they do this anymore uh, for the FITP, but uh, we had like uh, it's military, you know, uh, physical test. Literally, you have to do the burpees, bur- like I think it's twenty burpees in less than uh, less than uh, a minute. Uh, you have to do the. Um, uh, the beep test. I don't know if you guys know about the beep yeah, test. Bleep test, isn't it? Bleep test. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they call it. Yeah, it's like running back and forth between two points. Exactly. How, how if it first is slow, and then each minute it goes a bit faster. Like it's zero point five kilometers faster each minute, and uh, it goes fast. Like, uh, and we have to we had to go to the eleventh eleventh um, uh, beep. Basically. Do you remember the distance between the two points that you have to run? I think. Oh man, that's a good question. It's not long. I think it's probably like twenty meters. Sorry for my American friends. Okay. Uh, this metric system, but it's it's probably like a hundred yard, maybe less. I don't know. According so to Google, it is twenty meters between the points. I just looked it so up. It is twenty, 20 meters. meters. Twenty meters. Right, thank you. So and, yeah, uh, whatever 20, that is, I'll convert it. Sixty-five for all feet, sixty-seven feet. I'm not sure, but anyway. 65.6. Nice. You're close. There you go. Very right. close with the conversion. But you, you yeah. start off, it's almost like a walking pace, right? Yeah. And then it gets to a jogging pace, then it gets to a, you're running as fast as you can oh, go. Yeah. You're hauling ass at the end. You're hauling ass. And you have to stop and go, right? So that's that, that's uh, not a challenge. Were there some pull-ups involved in it as pull-ups, well? Pull-ups, yep. Uh, depending pull-ups. on your weight. Uh, but uh, yeah, you had to do at least 10. Yeah, I think when I finally got to be a big enough company, they had to give up the, the fitness test. They I did. don't know why it's yeah. against what rules. I don't know. It's like somehow discriminatory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I that's what, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that being a thing. Like I fly in fitness tests. Yeah, this right what what year did you start there? That was uh, so 2021, well, 2017. Okay, mm. I think that's right around the the time like that when that opened here in Houston, those guys all had to do it. Oh, really? And okay. uh you remember when uh do you remember Jason David Frank? Did you ever meet him? I know of him, but I've never met him. Well, Jason David Frank has been on the podcast once before, also known as a Green Power Ranger. Yeah, that's and he worked at the tunnel for fun because he just liked just doing it. Funsies. They wouldn't hire him, so he paid for his FITP himself. Really, dude? Well, that's yeah. fucking dedication, yeah, that bro. Is dedication. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's a charge to that, and he's like, "Fuck, yeah. I'll pay for it, dude." Yeah. What about that's it's, pretty sick. That's yeah. you want to do something. He wanted to do it. Oh yeah, dude. He's back at uh, they're making movies. His daughter's into some shit with him. He's doing good. So you were saying? But he, uh, in, speaking of him in movies, we were going to make a video. This is I was doing a lot of uh, iFly video project this time. We were going to do a video about the FITP fitness test, and he was going to dress up as the Green Power Ranger and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> that would have been great. But that's yeah. right when we were talking about doing that project, that's when they discovered that it was unlawful somehow when they had to stop doing the fitness <laughs> test. I mean, to me, it makes sense to have a physical test for that job. Because it is because you're catching people. Yeah, and some people are super heavy, and <laughs> and some people are just super stiff, and they will drive to that wall like hell, you know. So you better be there. You better be there. 
So uh, yeah, it's, I don't I don't understand why they took it off to be honest. So what was FITP like for you? It was interesting. It was definitely physical, challenging. F- Flight instructor training program, I think, is what that stands for. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, it was it was definitely a challenge. Uh, I had a guy uh, that was with us. He didn't pass, so uh, he was kind of slowing us down a little bit because they they were trying to adapt to everybody, uh, which actually I think worked in my favor because you know we have more we have more time to train on the things that he can do. Uh, but um, but yeah, it was. It was Hard, challenging. We were waking up like at 5 a.m. in the morning to be the first thing in the tunnel, you know, and then uh, had an all day off and then come back at night and we had hardly any sleep and uh, it, was, it seemed like hard labor. And we were basically little, they, they were falling on us like rocks, you know. That's, that, that's, that, that was our goal, to hurt us, <laughs> to make sure that we could catch somebody in case. And, and they, were, they weren't um, being, being nice, <laughs> if I could say the least. But uh, no, it was, it was fun. It was fun. In the long term, it was really fun. How, how long was your FITP? Um, it lasted three weeks. And how, how much flying skill did you acquire in those three weeks? Not a lot. Well, like, if, we're, if, we, if we did good that night, we probably had like 10 minutes each to fly and he was coaching us on our basics you know depending because some uh, one guy could do sit another could only do belly you know so uh, but uh, yeah we'll go back on the fundamentals belly back fly transitions back to belly uh, those those were the main thing we were doing uh, during FITP uh, so pretty basic stuff but do, do you still remember like your first class like your first live oh, class oh yeah what was that like oh, super stressful <laughs> <laughs> I had a full class too you know it wasn't like uh, two or three people it was like a full on uh, 12 people so uh, you know 28 minutes uh, and I was exhausted man I was like I, you know when you start something and you try too hard um, it's 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 if if you're not careful you will tire yourself out and that's exactly what I did after five minutes in I was super tired <laughs> and I had to do the whole class so it was it was quite an experience it was uh, it was fun, but uh, I do remember it. Yeah. Were these all adults in the, in the class? Mostly, mostly yeah. some big lots people of, as well. Lots of heavy people in the UK. They they, they like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Texas, dude. You can't say no, that. No, I don't. But it's just <laughs> I'm just saying in the UK they are pretty big. Are UK people hefty too? Hefty? Yeah. 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 I didn't. They so are. you hear a lot of Europeans make fun of Americans for being fat and out of shape, and yeah. I get the jokes. I I get why the stereotype exists. Um, but I just picture everybody in Europe. So there's my stereotype, including people from the UK to be fit. But I can think of some no. real out of shape limeys, dude. I can think of some fucking butterballs. Man, they eat so much fish and chips, man. It's not true. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, I love, I love England, man. This is such a for me. It's a diverse, diverse culture. Everybody is 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 super nice, and there's uh, so many different nationalities. It's like a mixing pot, right? Uh, but the eating habits there is not the best. I mean, I'm from France, so it's it's hard to have a better eating eating habits than we do. But uh, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, not the best place uh, in terms of being healthy. They, okay. They they, they 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 eat a lot of greasy things. Yeah. I can imagine the cuisine at a French restaurant, but surely that's different from like what the average French diet is. Yeah, man, we we definitely eat a lot of pasta and you know steaks. You know, it's 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 not it's not vegetarian at all. But um, you know, everything is Americanized now. You go to France, you'll be amazed how many fast food restaurants there is. 
Um, it's just a bit different. Uh, our medium is not extra, extra large. It's a real <laughs> medium. It's like small. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I order a medium. I'm like, it's not a fucking medium, dude. I want crazy. Like, I order I a small and it's too big. <laughs> what? They should have like an extra small for, for, for uh, European people coming to the States. Yeah, just for regular people, man. Yeah. I want like, I don't want a fucking mountain of french fries. Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's we we eat good in terms of like uh going to, i think it's more about what what kind of produce we have we have good produce and our culture of just uh making food is uh is is in us right like we, we like to eat as a family make dinner together eat together we spend probably like an hour and a half at the table each night you know as a family and uh so you just enjoy things you know like and we have like an entree most not all the time but uh cheese at the end you know a little coffee maybe and then we'll sit at the table and just talk until it's finished and eating is an event for it is guys. an event yeah, yeah. which that's great i like yeah. that it's i enjoy going out to eat not necessarily because of the food but just uh, although i will f- i love good food yeah, it's a social yeah hang out kick back catch yeah. up yeah exactly. the reason to eat some macarons macarons yeah that's <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that you know that it's, it's I'm, awesome i'm lost you don't know what macaron cookies look like? Um, I no. Nah, well, nah. I have a tiny little girlfriend who's obsessed with them. <laughs> Are they kind of like uh, puffy? They're puffy. There's like a little paste in the middle. Yeah, yeah. They're different colors. Pinwheelish. Some are purple, pink, blue. A small round cake with a meringue-like consistency yeah. made with egg whites, sugar, and powdered almonds, consisting of two halves, sandwiching a creamy filling. Can I see a picture oh, of said go. item, please? Yeah, let me let me grab one here. I'm pulling some up too. Man, I I'm now I'm getting hungry, dude. I want like, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, want some food. Here you go. That did look pretty good. Right, can you see the Can the you see the screen from there? Is this uh, Do I have it go, going on? I don't see what you've got up there. Mm. It is. Yes, yes. I can see both the screens. Um. Oh, dude. I fuck, man. I did not know what those were, but I want one now because they, they look, look amazing. Yummy. Yeah. Is that is that uh, like a classic French thing, or is that just like a something that you can get in France? Um, it's you can get anywhere. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a very classic French dessert. See. Do you do you have like a go to meal? Like when you think about going back home and having a home cooked meal, like oh, what yeah. what's the go to? It's actually not cooked. Okay, well, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a meal at home. Steak tartare. I don't know if you guys know what that yes. is. I don't steak think so. tartare. It's it's basically just raw meat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cooked, but it's minced and it's uh, mixed with uh, uh, different condiments and it's just so good and refreshing. It's just the kind of things you just want to eat on a terrace, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. outside in the sun with we'll a little glass of wine or beer and just yeah. enjoy life. It's just like perfect. Yeah. And just fries with this and that's all you need. You Very men- simple. You mentioned coffee at the end of meals. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of a common thing, right? Yeah. Espressos. We don't okay. have espressos. Okay. So they're not like large. You just have a little bit and you just kind of like, you don't take a shot. You can sip it, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, they're super small. And that doesn't mess with your sleep patterns at all? Like having coffee after oh, dinner? Yeah. It's, it's, it's mainly lunch. Okay. Yeah. I see. I mean, yeah. Some people do it at dinner, but. Yeah, because yeah, I, I worked in a restaurant for a little bit and there was a lot of tourism where I was working and we would get a, a, tons of European people. And that was just a thing. Like people, we would have to make extra coffee at like eight o'clock at night. And we're like, man, they're crazy. How are they doing? (laughs) And they were just sitting out there like sipping coffee super late at night. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, dude. It's just a tradition. Yeah. They like it. Yeah. I mean, I I love coffee too, man. I just can't have it after a certain time, I guess. What time? What's what's your cutoff for coffee? I don't know. Like 
four or five o'clock is usually oh, a pretty good, late. pretty good cutoff for Way me. Too late for me. Or if if I'm being nice <laughs> and active throughout the day, like sometimes I forget that I've brought coffee, so I'll just finish it at the end of a day, like at the end of a busy day on the drop zone, and it doesn't affect my sleep too much. But uh, if I'm just sitting around the house and drinking coffee, then yeah, four or five o'clock. That's usually uh, six to seven. Cut off. What, dude? I that's cannot. Late. I do not drink <laughs> coffee after noon. No, really, I kind of agree. I with won't that. sleep, yeah. dude. I won't sleep. Do you? Do you drink that? What, like the the cold brew coffee? Right? Is I that do, like I do love that caffeine? nitro cold brew. Yeah. Do you like hot coffee too, or is it just the cold brew? Man, I don't really like hot drinks in the morning. I guess. Mm. And you know what? I don't like. <laughs> I'm not a sipper. Like when you said that you could sip your espresso, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm chugging it. Yeah, I drink the whole thing. I want it in me right now, and I need <laughs> it to be a temperature that will allow that to happen. I can solve both of those things. <laughs> what? Wait, which part? What did I say? Something needs to be in me right now? And, and, and right the right now. temperature. And the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I got AC in my house. Let's do this. All right, perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Louis, what's the perfect cup of coffee? Um, I, I mean, I, I'm enjoying more and more of those like long coffees, you know, just uh, Americano, I guess. Just regular Americano, like black coffee, no milk, just a little sugar. Tall black coffee. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. That's how I like to wake up. Man, I like, I like, I enjoy sipping a coffee. I enjoy, I can't, it can't be too hot. I like it to cool down a little bit and I need it to last while it's still warm. It starts hot and warm. I, I enjoy sipping a coffee, taking some time Man, with it. When you go to like to Starbucks or uh, those coffee shops, they give you that coffee like boiling hot. Dude. It, it takes it takes forever for it to actually cool down. You'll wake up before you need to drink your exactly, coffee. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I try to take it and set it someplace and just take the lid off. I'm like, please cool down. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, yeah, I can drink coffee that late. I, I don't. After 7 o'clock, but no, I, I, I struggle. It might be the type of coffee that I drink, because mm-hmm. like that, the nitro cold brew, man. Like I think a can of coffee has like three hundred and thirty milligrams of caffeine. Is in it, it or just something coffee, like or just like there's milk? Or there's, there's nothing. Else. I mean, those do exist, but I, I only drink black coffee. Are you looking up per normal cup of coffee? Alex? Yeah, just like the Thank normal you. amount of caffeine yeah, in yeah. coffee. I was about to do, and I heard you type, and I'm like, yes, he's on yeah. it, man. He's super good at that keyboard thing. All right, so the, just the first thing that I pulled up in like a standard Keurig cup, like between 75 and 150 milligrams. Okay. Uh, the old French press, uh, 80 and 135. Drip coffee, 165. Pour over, 175. Cold brew, 155, which doesn't sound at all like what you were talking about. Look you said up, like 300. Uh, yeah, look up, um, what's this brand that I buy? You like a French press? Um, yeah. We were in New Zealand and and Airbnb we were staying at or a B and B there was no such thing as air. Uh, ask it. Go ahead. B&B. You got? Stumptown Nitro Brew or Nitro Cold Brew Nitro Infused Stumptown. Yeah, that's the stuff. And they made us an afternoon cup of coffee. We're like, hey, we know Americans don't drink coffee. I'm like, no, I drink coffee. Let's go. It's, it's late. I, I like an afternoon cup. Mm-hmm. And the kid pulled out a French press, and he had tons of them, dude. He he had like a lineup of them on top of his parents' uh, cabinet and. Made a cup of French press. I'm like, holy shit, this is a good cup of coffee. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. the right way to do it. Or, or have you ever had the Italian way, which is like uh, uh, you put the co- the water in the bottom, uh, yes. the coffee in the middle, the the coffee uh, ground ground in the middle, and it goes through the middle Percolator. up to the top. That's that's great coffee. Yeah, Stumptown Nitro Cold Brew, eleven fluid ounces, three hundred and thirty milligrams of caffeine. So that's, that's why you can't sleep. That's, that's, that's why. That's why you can't fucking sleep. Like, I can't have that later night. <laughs> <time. laughs> hundred and fifty milligrams. So yeah, let mind. me just let yeah. me slam three French <laughs> no, presses real quick. <laughs> of course, you can't sleep. I think it was a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
That's maybe if I just made some normal coffee and had a, had some of that with how dinner. Do you, how do you guys feel about decaf? I feel like it's cheating personally. It's Straight like, man, if I'm like, drinking coffee, I'm drinking coffee. It's like drinking beer with alcohol. Yeah, right. Like I got decaf in the house right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, we have some in our house too, we won't but judge I just you, don't worry. it's I do I don't mind judge me all you want, man. I will put my pinky out hey, while I drink that shit. Hold on, let me let me be on your side. I did buy a non-alcoholic IPA earlier this oh, year. Okay, how was it? Non alcoholic IPA. It was gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that being gross. Well, so uh, I blame Ben Nelson for getting me in love with Hopadillo, which is a very uh, hoppy, obviously very IPA hoppy. that's really yeah. good, mm-hmm. and that's like my standard for what beer should taste like, and uh, er- everything else is gross. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not a bad standard to have. I mean, it's a pretty good beer. You need to try all the beers. Yeah, yeah. You I, I expand it's a little like bit. That's you had a Heineken the other day, though, right? Well, that was a it no. Was a what Heineken, did I have? Or was it a? It was in a green bottle. It my, could have been I a Dos Equis. Dos, Equis. Dos Equis is yeah. probably what it was. How yeah. was that then? It was shit compared to. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, but I, I really, I genuinely don't crave beer. I just crave cold drinks. Yeah. Yeah, like if you gave me, if you're like, hey, I've had this really cold IPA, or I have this very cold. Uh, kombucha or this cold whatever if it's cold yeah at the end of the day especially if there are bubbles in it dude you got me <laughs> i'm getting that in you're yeah. not wasting any time yep. perfect temperature yeah getting my body especially <laughs> if there's bubbles in it <laughs> yeah but dude uh I, I just don't i don't like the feeling of alcohol in my body Pussy. <laughs> yeah, i know dude i don't i don't like it i do not like feeling different i just want to be normal and that's it. Different. No, fair in, enough. In I get that, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, you know, the, the the more the more you do it, the more you get used to it. I guess it's sure, like, yeah. it's like if you don't if you never drink, then it's gonna hit you hard. I'm not. That's like I'm not that. current. Yeah. I'm at a point where I just enjoy an edge off. I enjoy a drink to get an edge off. Have a drink here or there. We we go on vacation. I might have a drink for lunch. I might have a drink in the afternoon. One or two in the evening. Through the course of like eight hours. That's. That's just perfectly fine. Yeah. Just take an edge yeah. off. You don't want to yeah. get wasted. See, I don't sip. I don't think it, like <laughs> if if I if I open it up, dude, I think I'm going white girl wasted. Wait, so have you ever tried like I don't know scotch for example, and you've chugged the scotch? Is is that was that your experience with it? They've tried it. On, we we had a little taste test here with some scotch. Did that, you? Uh, yes, you did. Because that seems like a good way to teach you to like, hey, sipping is okay too. You don't have to chug the thing. I don't but, think you. Really I don't good. think you chugged that. But you're also. I mean, I just went gulp. There wasn't very much. So that was scotch, I mean, huh? If you had a sip, if you okay. put a if you put a glass in front of me, y'all probably make some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. But that, I just I don't think I would have the first sip of that scotch. Yeah, Louis, alcohol of choice. Uh, well, beer, <laughs> definitely. But okay, what's it, your uh, favorite ha- beer? Ha- hard liquor. Uh, oh man, double. I don't know if you know that. It's a Belgian beer. Mm-mm. It's a, a triple. Uh, so did they uh, they actually distill it three times? And so it's a uh, so it's a very uh, very special taste, uh, but the alcohol level is pretty high. So it's like I think it's ten percent, eleven percent of alcohol in there. So uh, one 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 or two, you're wasted, <laughs> depending on how how we can handle it. I'd but, be uh, wasted. Yeah, it's it's good. You get really tipsy very quickly, very very quickly. But it, it's it tastes really good. Belgian beers, man. That's for me. That's uh, Belgians do it, huh? Belgium, that's where to do it. Yep, yep. Triple. If you guys go to Belgium, go to any kind of bar, ask for a triple. 
uh, you'll be welcome. Can we get it here in the states? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a place you can get it. Here. All right. I think there's Total actually wine. there's actually a restaurant. There's a restaurant that's a Belgium restaurant here in Houston. Wonder if they, they have those beers. There. Oh my god! Let's go get Belgium waffles. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> waffles. Yes. Yeah. That does sound really good. Yeah. I wonder Belgium if Flying waffles. Saucer would have it. You know, Flying Saucer. I don't think so. It's a bar in uh, a few places. I've I've seen them all over. Um, but I know there's one in Sugarland, and they just have a shitload of beers from around the world. A shitload, like okay. they have a drink your way around the world oh, uh, super club. Cool. According to the internet, there are Duvals in our area, there so is. we can go grab some. Yes. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> what's the best food to go along with this beer? God, uh, I'm such a fat kid. Man, <laughs> man well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Belgium tradition alive here. It's gonna have to be mussels, man. Mussels and fries. Really, yeah. dude, that sounds pretty good. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, that's a great combination. How do you feel about salty food? I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Not too salty. Man, I, mean, I can't get know. food salty or sh- or sweet enough. No? No. There's like the, the, the middle part, which is... No, do, put more. <laughs> do more. <laughs> more. Mm. More salt. So, uh, we, so you, we've so got... You, you must like the, the um, Daniel's fries, then. Daniel's fries are... I've never had his fries. They're wonderful, no, man. You should have them, I, I never eat up there because I, I don't usually eat till pretty late in the day. Man, try it. You'll love mm-hmm. it. If, yeah. you like, if you like this, the salty things... It, I have to limit how much I eat at that place. I I love it. His food is great. It's phenomenal, which is why I have to limit how much I eat up there, or I would eat way too many cheeseburgers and fries. And oh my god, his food's phenomenal. No, it's really good. It's really really good. Yeah. Okay, so we've got our mussels with our uh, with our beer. What kind of mussels like the? What kind of mussels? Uh, is there any is there any a lot of kinds of mussels? No, it's like, like uh, seafood, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, like in a like shell. How prepared like, then? Oh, any flavor, any seasoning? Yeah, it comes kind of like in a sort of a very watery sauce, but okay. it's not really sauce. It's more like um, uh, the they put you know salt and pepper and like maybe lemon and things it just mix. Pretty together. basic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. R- real similar to like an oyster, right? Yeah, an oyster is like it's it's more alive. It's still alive, right? So it's uh, um, mussels are, are way smaller. Uh, you kind of open up and just like kind of lick inside and yeah. take take that. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look very appetizing, but it's, they're it's really a, wet. Yeah, I enjoy mussels. So the mussel is moister than an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> was that on purpose? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I uh, analogy. so green lip mussels would be another type of mussel. So there you go. Um, so beer mussels that's where we're at yeah uh, so now we have to get to dessert Uh, dude Uh, I'm not a big fan of dessert myself but if I would have to go to one like a a cheesecake just man how about a cinnamon bun I'm a classic man how about a cinnamon roll Cinnamon roll? Yeah. yeah. Cinnaholic. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Nick may or may not have had one of those on Saturday. Man, your face when, when DJ said cinnamon roll. Dude, I have a... You were ter- exploding with joy. Terrible never, obsession with trees. That look on your face, man. That was priceless. <laughs> Love them. Oh, Love them, dude. Uh, Valerie, good. Valerie's it. off tomorrow, so we have some chores. We're running around uh, town, and I'm going to uh, suggest that that is on our list for tomorrow to go get fat. Like, hey, let's uh, pick up a cinnamon roll while we're out and about. Is there is there a lot of different kind of cinnamon roll? Is it just is it, what's what's the? Do you oh. want to talk? You you should talk. You do about it. It. You yeah, I'll, go, I'll go too deep. I'll go too deep. He's go gonna go it. too deep. How much time do we have, dude? So you can you build your own cinnamon roll, right? 
You go, you choose your frosting flavor. You choose your toppings, and this is how it so, always goes. Is if someone's visiting, I'm such a piece of shit. If someone's visiting from out of town, if someone's visiting from out of town, I'm like, yo, you guys got to check out this place called Cinnaholic. It's like just my reason to go have one, right? right? And so I'll go there with whoever I take, and I'll have one. And it's a giant cinnamon roll covered in super sugary frosting. Uh, just side note strategy you got to go with the neutral frosting flavor if you're going to go ape shit with the toppings otherwise you get flavors that clash anyway i'll have one let's so let's say me and you are going to go i'll mm-hmm. have one with you right mm-hmm. and then i'll be oh man i can't show up back at home without one for sam because she'll be pissed so uh so that's just my excuse to go get another one that i'm going to eat when i get home with her <laughs> and and then on they have these little mini cinnamon rolls that they just give they give you in the, like a little tub of the sugary dipping sauce, like a taster or sort of. Like. Yeah, I mean, it just instead of a big cinnamon roll that's covered in the the frosting, is these little cinnamon rolls that you dip into the frosting. So I get some of those and eat those on my, on my way home. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. No wonder you have to do some diet all the time. Yeah, you could do just, when I let it go, it's crazy. <laughs> like Sam and I were at this uh, round round top Texas the last couple of days, and I feel like I just made her hate the whole trip because all i wanted to do was like hey what are we eating next and she's like what what are you talking about i'm still full yeah i don't have i don't have that <laughs> no nope you you, this dude can fucking eat straight up yep. that's amazing yeah we uh we need to go to a restaurant together dude let's go <laughs> where are we gonna go cinnamon what, what? Cineholic is Cineholic. the place. Dude, that's what I, was I will go. Cineholic. I want to see you eat all the cinnamons. Dude, I, if if anyone wants to do it, I will have a cinnamon roll. Like we can just keep ordering them until someone quits. <laughs> I I can't imagine the situation where I finish one of those cinnamon rolls and I don't want another one. Was it Alicia that challenged you to a donut eating competition once? Yeah, Alicia. We did uh, large pizza, followed by a pint of ice cream. And then it was going to be a donut for donut challenge after that. Man, you should go. That's to, a lot. You should, you should go to those like. Um it's not really eating competition, but I know there's restaurants where they'll give you the free meal if you manage to finish it. Yeah, dude, it, there's right? a, a <laughs> burger place out here on Highway Six, Burger Barn. It's like the, yeah, and okay, they have yeah, a yeah, four pound exactly hamburger. But I couldn't I couldn't finish it in the the thirty minutes that they oh, allow yeah, you. Yeah, I, I finished right. it closer to an hour. <laughs> but man, that's that's the worst I've ever felt after eating food. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> it was not. It was not cool. <laughs> but I finished it, and that's what matters. Nick is the most in shape fat kid you will ever fucking <laughs> meet, man. Nicole Black's another undercover fat kid. Is she? Yeah, absolutely, man. She wants to eat all the time. She wants. Yeah, it's it's uh these. No, I, I don't know that part of her. I've never yeah. seen it. Now Nicole likes good food, and Nicole likes to eat. Yeah, she baked she Alaska. Good. Baked Alaska? Yeah, I don't remember what the... What is Baked Alaska? Man, will you look it up, Alex? Yeah, is that Ben yeah, High? I'm on it. You, you set it on fire at the end, and then there's a lot of sugar in it. It's like Baked a cake that you light on fire. It's uh, it's on fire. It's got sugar in it. I'm in. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. go. I don't care anymore. I, I want some of it. So you you move here. So you become an instructor in the tunnel for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Was it an opportunity for a career choice? Was it an opportunity just to be able to fly a lot? Was it an opportunity for just a job? What was the opportunity you saw? Well, you know, I never I never enjoy being in an office, and I'm very I, I prefer to stay active, and so um, and I love flying. You know, and skydiving, I fell in love with it, so that was perfect for me. I was like, all right. So it's about the flying more than anything else. Yeah, flying, and then I discovered and you know some stuff about me as well uh, while I was doing it. Like, uh, 
teaching. I actually love teaching. It was great. You know, the process of uh, teaching people how to fly for the first time and seeing sparks in their eyes when they get something. That's it. Just I just love that too. You know, so um, um, and uh, and and I like to 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 you know if somebody pay for something that they come out of it with a smile on their face. You know, that's that's always a big big pleasure. So you um, like servicing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I worked in restaurants for a long time. You know, like the service, and uh, and so I think like I could see a lot of uh, similarities. You know, between that. You know, like yeah. that service and that. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that's a big part of my personality, and I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, so you landed here. Wasn't a baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. All right. Main ingredients: ice cream, sponge cake, or Christmas pudding, and meringue. I'm in. They light it on fire, though, right? I mean, I think they light it on fire. Yeah, Hang yeah, on. get as much I, as you I want. I forgot about you the light on fire part. Off, I'm not sure. Dude, drink whatever, however. It's good. This is, uh, oh, man, what's the name of that restaurant? Super fancy uh, steak and seafood place here in Houston. Uh, True Lux? True Lux, that's the place. That's where we're going next. True Lux has a baked Alaska. Baked that's where we're go- that for real, that's where we're going next. Baked cool. Alaska flambe. Yeah, uh, there we go. Val and I did flambe. that place for our last anniversary dinner. And is that French? I did the it king is. crab. <laughs> Alaskan king crab is just something my parents used to do for my birthday a lot. I would just visit my family. They did Alaskan king crab for us. It's like, fuck yeah. Van Trulux is it's, it's awesome. It's <sighs> so yeah, it's our next meal. Um, uh, so you show up here. Yep. When you show up here to take work the job in Manifest, did, was Manifest your goal? Do you have a direction in skydiving, a, a desire? It wasn't. It wasn't my goal. I'll be honest. Um, I see it more of a stepping stone uh, to work as an instructor. You know, I know it takes time. I need to do the jumps number and, uh, and 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 get the experience. And so that's the reason why I'm here. You know, we got to get this boy on the airplane more often. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Um, I mean, I just jumped today. Like you know, it's great to be able to. Uh, uh, if it's super slow, just. Go on a plane, go for a fun frenzy. I went with uh, Jimmy Skates. It was, it was a no plan jam, awesome. Uh, so, uh, so you know, it's, it's I'm having I'm have, having a blast. I'm having a blast just doing that and just uh, enjoying the journey of uh, getting those jumps number up. I know that eventually uh, I'll I'll get into the instructor world and uh, hopefully faster and well sooner than later. You know, but uh, but I know that it's. Uh, it's, it takes time. Uh, I don't want to rush things. Uh, I want to do things in a good, good manner, you know, in a safe manner. So I know, I know my skill set, and uh, uh, I know what it takes. So I'm, I'm being patient, and I'm, I'm really enjoying that aspect of manifesting as well. Well, I'm not really manifesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more in the office, but I see, I see the, uh, the behind the scenes, and uh, and that's that's for me. It's a great perspective to have. Uh, and I think I can take that along with me when I when I uh, build myself uh, into eventually being an instructor. You know, so. one of the things that you keep saying is uh, the journey. Take my time, learn, make the most of it, gather experience, grow. And and I'll go down to a very specific point in my FITP. One guy was struggling so much that it slowed the rest of us down. Lucky for me, I got to focus on the things that he that he was still trying to learn. And I love that mindset. So many people, I see AFF instructor courses where somebody slows the group down a little bit and, and some people don't care. Some people get frustrated, but very few people actually do what you said. Well, if I'm going to be here longer than necessary, I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
yeah, it's, I think it's uh, it's something that sh- a lot of people should uh, should know about skydiving in, in the whole is that it's it's it takes time, you know. It's, it's, don't rush things. Why, why are you trying to rush things? Like every step is fun, you know. Even when you're on your belly, it's super fun, right? I mean, like going forward, backwards for the first time, turning, doing a 180 for the first time, and like stopping at the same at the exact spot. It's super fun, right? Like, and uh, once you manage to do this. Go to the next thing. Take your time. Yeah, it's 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 important. Um, we see a lot of people that want to go head down right away, right in, in the sky because it's a, it's of course that's the ultimate, right? You're going head down, like. But so, I just asked those que- the, the question to those people. So, but do you think there's nothing after head down? There is. There's actually way more than we think, and um, yeah. So it's it's. It's not to be taken lightly in terms of, uh, you know, take your time, take your time. That's, that's my message. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, I hope people who've listened to this really take the time to, to appreciate that journey, that aspect. Yeah. I've liked you from the beginning. You were just a really easygoing uh, guy and there's something about you that I just like, but I, I learned very quickly more why. And it's, you're a guy who just makes the most of the situation you're in and you like to do a lot for other people. Yeah. Uh, you like to service people. Um, Nick likes to service people as well. $50, he make you holla. So, <laughs> haha, sucky, sucky. 50 dude, that's, w- that's way overpriced. That oh, man, yeah, he actually, he'd do it for five bucks. Let's go. Um, <laughs> easy, yeah, easy, easy, whatever. Um, no, but it, it all makes sense. So okay, you say yeah. one day you want to be an instructor. Yeah. Like, define instructor. Uh, well, AFF is instructor, right? Okay. Like taking people for the first time. Uh, but, you know, video, videographer is also an instructor. Um, technically, you're still, yeah, yeah. You're still with uh, tenems and, you know. Yeah. So you want to be a, wor- a working skydiver. You yeah, want to exactly. be a, a yeah, jumping yeah. skydiver. I want, I want to be in the, Air staff. In, the, in the staff, in the world of jumping from planes as, as my office. <laughs> have you looked into that co-trading yet? I have. I have. I'm doing my canopy course uh, this coming the 2nd of August. And uh, I'll take it from there, and then I'll do the canopy course. You're doing it on what day? The second of August. The second Saturday of August, or the second of August? Second, second. Okay, so which is which is I think it's a Tuesday. Who's teaching it? Do you know? Uh, well, you Kate, Kate is hooking us up. I don't know exactly. Okay, cool. No, yeah. I'm sure. So. I that's uh, I I should know would be. I think it will probably be you. No, it's not me. And let okay. man, I I could. I have no earthly clue. Katie does a really good job of running the business. She is uh, actually started off as somebody who just helping was helping us out. Um, August second. Are you sure it's not the second? Um, but she she um, now runs the office. She's the manager. She she takes care of the rating center shit. So I'm clueless. I have no clue. <laughs> um, but I'm going to make a note because I'm curious. So you're uh, those two things, and then you're set up to do a uh, coach course, or you're getting ready to. Yeah. You have water training. Uh, I still have to do it, but I, I think Maximo can hook me up. Okay. Otherwise, have you seen water trainings coming up in August? Is there? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I've not seen that. Yeah, go to the event listing, the event uh, section of Spaceland's Facebook page. Okay. Um, we'll share it in the student group. Uh, we've shared it once. We'll share it again. Awesome. Uh, but the event listing, it's a Friday evening at 7 o'clock someplace in Pearland. Uh, all the information you need is there. Okay. So that's mid-August. Um, Sweet. Um, no, the only reason I didn't know that is because... Um, I talked to Maximo. I think he can sign me off. And uh, Hyder got a pool near near where we live, so we just said we'll just go together with his canopy, and he'll he'll just do it for me. Throw his gear in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, just do it a, a day that he was already at the pond, and it'll be wet already. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah <laughs> chances <laughs> are it'll already no be, be wet. 
Hey, he's got dedication, I have to say. Dude, he goes hard. He I respect anyone who, who sends it, man. It's awesome. He pushes it for sure. Man, you mentioned earlier um, it was a slow day when you guys were working, so you just kind of grabbed someone and, and got on the airplane. Yeah. Man, how that's cool is that? That is great. my favorite I, part about working on the drop zone. It's like, I, man, I, it's slow. Let's go. I know, man. This is exactly what my, my thought process was. I just landed. I was like, wow. Am I working or what am I doing? You know, it's just, it yeah. didn't seem like such a great break. It's like, this is the best kind of break you can have. Yeah. Just, it's like 20 minutes, boom, you're in, and you, just, you feel so refreshed and you have so much more energy. You're going to be so much more happy with the, the, the customers. Mm-hmm. It just makes things so much better. Kind of got that pep awesome. in your step all over again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's always that going to awesome. be my favorite thing, man. Yeah, so yeah. I really enjoy seeing people also doing that, you know? Hell yeah. I feel like I get that a lot with, uh, you know, when you're just getting good students for, for tandem videos. That too. Like, yeah. I feel like you get that same sort of reset. When you go and you, you shoot a video and you do a good job and the person has a ton of fun. And, man, you look through the photos and you see you see the, you know, kind of the memories that you're giving this person. And then they land and, and they're like, man, that's, a, that's the coolest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's like that. that's the thing that keeps me involved like working in skydiving yeah absolutely. is it's like man i know that that person is being honest when they say that when they mm-hmm. say man this is the coolest thing that's ever happened i can't believe you guys get to do this for a, for a living it's like man this is the coolest thing that's ever happened yeah, yeah. what else we, we what else do rem- i want to do and we have to remind ourselves that you know it's yeah because uh, it can get lost on of you of course of course yeah, it's like anything it. right if you do it every day at some point it just it's uh you know it's it can get tiring of course but uh yeah, if, he, if those kind of moments, you know, that's exactly what's why why we do this, and that's the, it, it should, we should be kept reminded that that's exactly why we do this. So we're coming up on those two hundred jumps. Yep. G- gonna get a, a camera stuck on your little head. Yep. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Can't wait to see what, how how my pers- my perception of other people it is. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, I think the two hundred jump number is kind of a. I think it's a great number for people to start experimenting with the camera. I think it's not as many jumps as someone should have before they really focus on that just that skill set specifically. The great thing about a GoPro is it's kind of that set it and forget it sort of thing. Like you just push the button and it and it does a really great job. But I think some people can get lost in uh, you know the distraction of, of course. Mm. just what happens when you actually are thinking about taking a, a, a good picture and you're you're way more into getting a good shot than you are uh, checking up a gear or making yeah or anything gear. yeah anything yeah. else that we're supposed to be thinking about right. up there but uh, but I think with the flying skill set that you have and I think if you uh, do a little bit of knowledge building get a, get a camera like get an SLR camera figure out how it works on the ground. Uh, man, I think you'll do a really good job of putting those two things together in a pretty, it, yeah. pretty quick way. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on it, and I'll definitely uh, take that journey on, man. So your goal is to shoot tandem videos as soon as you can safely and effectively do so. Yeah. Do you know what the minimum is to do so? Minimum 300 jumps? Excuse me. Right. I feel ahead, Nick. I, I, I just looked at a lot of this stuff. I say I want Nick to answer this uh, question. You should know it. 300 jumps. Right. You have to have passed the in-air uh, evaluations for the co-training. Not necessarily having a co-training. Is that correct? That's UPT. Co-training is required for USPA. For USPA. Okay. I would have missed that part. Um, you have to have at least 100 jumps with a camera before you're chasing uh, tandems with a camera. Uh, and that needs to be within the last 12 months, if I remember okay. right. Okay. <laughs> 100 jumps in the last 12 months. 
100 jumps in the last 12 months, but also 100 jumps with a with a camera if you're going to be chasing tandems yep. with a camera. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, which shouldn't be too hard for you to well, attain. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's we're working on the drop zone and... Yeah, being, being on a drop zone. Every day, for sure. Having a camera on your head, I'm sure your opportunities to jump a little bit more might grow. Yep. Um, yeah. Also, doing the mentoring program, that can help a lot. I, mean, I would love to be part of that. Uh, and, you know... To, Coaching in the sky and coaching in the tone is not exactly the same thing, right? So this is a much more. There's a lot of briefing in, in both parts, but I feel that uh, there's of course less time in the sky, and and you gotta have to uh, have make sure that the person that you brief on the ground is is very good that he understands what, what's going what's going to be taken out of the jump you know yeah you can't just stop and free fall grab exactly. him and look at him and right. say thing yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll go out for a second and just talk about it and then we'll go back in you know? that doesn't work right? so, time out yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna stand up on the net real quick yeah, <laughs> yeah so you gotta be um, a bit more thorough i would agree to that with within reason but i would also say a good coach is a good coach so uh, you don't seem to uh, – you seem to be a good student, which I think is partially why you're a good coach. You know, it's uh, – some some coaches – I've seen some really good coaches who aren't good students, mm-hmm. but I've rarely seen a good student who can't be a good coach. So um, it takes time and experience with things, but – uh, I, I think you're just a good student, man. I think you like back to your your exploration. You like to learn. You like to take your time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I struggle as well, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it didn't come easy to me. Like, uh, I don't think I'm gifted. Like a lot, some people are. I, I don't think I'm gifted. But uh, so uh, if if um, if you work hard enough, and you, you know, you'll 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 get as as good, maybe better than the guy that is gifted, right? So just um, and usually you're a better teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Gifted that, people don't. How do you do this? I don't know. I do right, it, right? Right, exactly. Right. So because you never struggle to do it, then it's you don't know what's what's wrong with it, right? So if you, uh, we won't tell your boss this next statement because he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> if you uh, get to the point where you can shoot video, your videos are looking good, everything's clean, everything's fine, and you can get into full time video rotation, would you get out of the office and go straight to video? Is that a goal? His eyes got big. I'm like, oh, it's bringing me in the position here. Uh, well, definitely, of course, it's a goal. It's, it's a I, I see myself being out of the office eventually. Yeah, definitely. and I'm not. I'm sure you're not shocked to hear that at all. As a matter of no, fact, he, I think I've encouraged you to yeah, to pursue that camera flying skill yeah. set. It was absolutely. neat because I looked over at Nick to say something in the fucking grin on his face about having you in rotation, about having you in the video team. I think he really was enjoying that conversation. Nice. Just no, now. I mean, I, I think. Um, you know, I know how much I enjoy shooting video. It's like, man, it's uh, the least amount of, res- well, not, it's a lot less responsibility than a tandem instructor or an AFF instructor. And you get to fly yourself, you get to fly your parachute. And it's like, man, I, I love making a thing that I know someone's going to watch and, and enjoy. Yeah, and you film that. That's cool too. Yeah, it's to, like, man, I made that, that movie. Yeah. It's like, I, I love, this is an unknowable number, but how many pairs of eyes in the world has have seen skydiving footage that i filmed like yeah. it's like my eyeballs didn't see exactly what that is because the camera is mounted a couple inches from my eyeballs <laughs> but it's like man when i think about like some of the videos i've shot of text and it's like man there are, are a couple million views on some of these videos and it's like yeah, that's awesome man it's like just wow. imagining where all of those eyeballs are in the world that that see it, i think that's just super neat to me well every, everybody from every nationality basically every i'm sure every 
skydiving community from every national to senior radio, man. And that's, that's, that's something to be proud of. It's just, um, it's like, I don't even, even know if, it, if the appeal is to, to skydivers. It's just like, I think it would be super cool if by the time I quit making videos and whatever that means, whether that's the end of my life or the end of my skydiving career, maybe I say, fuck cameras, I don't want to do this anymore, whatever. But like, if more people have uh, seen, like there more time has been spent watching a thing that uh, that I filmed than my entire life was spent looking at anything, you know? If like more people had experienced my life than I had time to experience in, in life, I just think that that's super neat. Yeah, and uh, man, it's just like, it's just so cool to be able to like you'll never be able to really communicate effectively what it's like to go on a skydive without going on a skydive, right? You can go in the tunnel, you can watch a video of it, you can even watch the VR video in the tunnel, absolutely. and it's like it's it's comparable, but you'll never really know what it's like until you until you jump. Exactly. But that's what I like about video is you get it as, as close as you can get it to actually be in there. And, mm -hmm. you know, fluffing it up with music that kind of gives you some of the same feelings of being there. And, uh, you know, that slow motion, those moments that you wish lasted a little bit right. longer. That's all super cool. So anyone else who's passionate about doing that thing, man, go do it. Absolutely. You could you not have said it better, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to see that perception, you know, right? Like it's, it's hard to... The, the the feeling of jumping from from a plane from skydiving and the perception from the video is very close to what you do in that jump right so it's it's going to be flowy it's going to be you know you can really uh, share that moment right so how how I, I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is to to film those like uh, free fly groups, those uh, angle groups, and they go around them, you know, and go up and above, and then they manage to go a bit faster to get like a better angle, and like it's 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 probably the hardest job uh, on the, on the jump as a cameraman. He's got you know he's he's, he's everywhere, right? And uh, and and you're really giving that emotion, that 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 feeling of what's going on in the jump, and that's 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 awesome, man. That's, that's super cool. Th those jumps are a lot more. My skill set is not uh, as uh, <laughs> it's not as great in that world as I would like it to be. But uh, I mean, there's there's it's a pretty great feeling when like shooting outside video for a group like one of Texas groups, you know, and he watches it and you see him actually enjoy what he sees. It's like, man, this is cool. <laughs> I didn't mess one up. That's great. <laughs> you get that little nod of approval, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was good. <laughs> Yep. That's a good video, Nick. Carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Man, that's a great impression. <laughs> You've been working on it, haven't you? I mean, a little bit, yeah. You walk around doing it at home? Sometimes. All right, <laughs> <laughs> We talked about it so on the last I, show, but driving, I do a lot of it. I want to know, have you, have you ever been like, okay, let's just pretend you're at home and someone else is there. Uh -huh. Do you do the voices? Not really, no. Okay, like maybe right. so, under my breath, like mumbling them, but not like full on, full on voices. Like, so what do you do if someone walked in on you doing a voice? Like, is it? No, I take <laughs> precautions. Like, I'm very, like, I'm walking around the house. I'm looking at exits and entrances. Like, I've got a plan. <laughs> like, the, or I go in the backyard to make sure none of my fucking neighbors are outside. Like, I make sure to not be discovered. Because <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the thing. If it freaks me out to to think about how i would how i would react to that situation like my voice is going to crack for sure cuz i'm doing a voice and i don't know physically how I, how i would react to that either and i just i don't want to find out 
but now that now that uh, this is out there in 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 the airwaves, and Katie's probably going to hear it, she's probably going to make a point to scare the shit out of me at some point. I mean, I just I just want to see video of you taken from like you know hidden camera of you just walking around the house doing impressions of, Man, of people. I want to see that too, and I know that I look like a crazy person. Like I know it, I can feel it, and I can see it from that outside perspective. Okay, so a video debrief in a skydive is pretty helpful, right? Yeah. Maybe you need to have some video debriefs of voices <laughs> that you that you're working on. And you're, I mean, maybe. Yeah, you make the video, you watch the video, whatever. You're just making it for you. And then maybe some point you just happen to let your friend find that footage. That is that is a very good point. I mean, if you want to come over and set up some cameras, I'm not opposed. Do it. <laughs> or at least recordings. Like I think voice recordings would also be very helpful. But we'll see. We'll see what we can make happen. Do you feel like you could, you could press the record button and deliver the same performance that you do? I don't know. Maybe, especially if I had like, you know, AirPods in where I could just hit it, forget about it. And then like take a little bit of time to, to think and then do the thing. But it always feels different when it's being recorded. Like even, even now know that I'm talking into a microphone. It right. feels like I'm, I'm doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, or like a lot of the stuff is for D and D. So even like in the game, I notice that I'm I'm doing the voices a little bit differently than I would n- normally do them in in my house by myself, and I think that is just because there's now that there's people in the room and and there's a little more pressure that it, it changes the uh, the voice and just how it's working. Louis, do you know what D and D is? I was actually going to ask what that is, Alex. Why don't you give us a rundown of what D and D? Okay, is. so D and D. How excited! No, D and D. It's like it's a, a a tabletop role playing game. It stands for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, um, it's been around for like yeah. forty years. And it, it, if you're thinking like nerds huddled in a basement together rolling dice, that's that's pretty much what it is. Um, and it's a complete sandbox, right? Like you're, you you create a character and you're playing a role. And, and depending on who's running the game, like almost anything can happen. And and that's sort of the magic of it. Like you can come up with super goofy characters and just look like a like an idiot in front of friends. And you're all doing it together, and you're sort of creating a story in that way. But it's a board game. It you could think of it as a board game. Yes, there's there's different ways to sort of tell the stories and, and use visual aids and stuff like that. And and you are rolling dice to sort of determine outcomes. Um, but it's not the same as like Monopoly, for example, where right, it's right. all based on the board game. You know, there's a lot of imagination and, and all that nerdy stuff that goes into it as well. It, it's and cool. it's pretty subjective from the standpoint of whoever the, what's the, the leader called, the person running the story? The DM, the dungeon master, the dungeon or GM, dungeon. game master. But but that person has a lot of influence over the, the game, right? Yeah, they're basically like the in, the the interface with the world. So if you think about... When it was, <laughs> your reaction to that, like I feel so nerdy no, right now. No, I love it. It's it's funny how like uh, it. I appreciate what you, like the passion that you guys have for uh, it, and how you know I appreciate the process. But yeah, it's just a really nerdy thing to say. It is, but they're like you know how when you sit. But down I mean and, that with no judgment. I no, I appreciate good. the fact that it's a nerdy thing to say. Yeah, you know, like you sit down and and you play a video game, for example, and. You walk into a room and all the stuff is in the room and the computer has loaded all that stuff and all the all the NPCs, all the non-player characters. So <laughs> they all have lines and dialogue and voices and, and the computer loads that stuff for, for video games, right? But it's up to the DM to do all that stuff for the game. So it becomes a, a it can become a lot of work. And that's yeah. and so that's you, kind of the fun of it. So you have to imagine it and 
play along with it. For, yeah, for yeah. sure. The, um, uh, uh, a very vivid and and active imagination certainly helps make it make it fun and exciting. You say the DM highly affects how the game plays. So one thing is railroading. No matter what you do, I'll keep you on a railroad and I'll make this game go the way I want it to go. Um, it's an okay pl- way to play. We both play in the mindset of uh, I created a world. You tell me where you're going to go and what you're going to do. I'll give you a few ideas and best of luck from here. Uh, the game that I play with these guys, that I run with them, we started and gosh, we there are like characters and names that exist from the game that we started with, but the that's nothing to do with what we started with. It's it's what they decided to do and where they decided to go and how they decided to interact. I found out tonight the game I'm playing that Alex is running. Uh, we've been playing your game for only a couple months now, a few months. Yeah, like three, maybe four months. Like, there's a character we were supposed to meet already. We still haven't met in three or four months. So, uh, but they've been playing my game for almost two years, and there's a character they haven't met in that that they're not supposed to meet. They just haven't taken the opportunity to run across. So, them. Uh, the, the dungeon master does it? Does it take him a long time to manage, imagine in this scenario, or is it something that? Dude, I'm thinking of game stuff almost every day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, when but I'm taking you, a shower, I might be thinking like how I'm gonna fuck with these guys. But you're playing. <laughs> like, so when you're saying his scenario, is it is it is it something that is gonna be always the same every time you play on his scenario? So do, do you guys? Have, yeah, we're two different games, two mm-hmm. totally different games, like two separate worlds. Right. Yeah. Okay, but, but it's, it's your own, that world never changed though. You can come back to it on another another day. Yes, you don't it's have like to a continuation of a story, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, like you're. Like it's you got one movie over here and another movie over here. Exactly. Or, you know, hitting pause on one video game yeah. and then picking up another. Or, so almost no, two okay. years ago, Rabbit and Valerie uh, and another gal named Katie got together and they played a game with me. And two weeks later, they got together and we continued that same game. And okay. two weeks later. And here we are almost two years later. And it's a uh, Valerie, Rabbit, Katie, Alex, Ivy and Brian Menard. You know, Brian? Uh yes I yeah bright yeah, yeah. Um, wears a lot of purple black and purple um Brian uh they're all in the group and we all have been telling the same story every two weeks three hours at a time uh <laughs> lots of salsa lots uh <laughs> a lot of salsa there's so much salsa dude like I don't know how big are those jars I wonder that I I, Ooh, I don't know they're oh the, the like mason jars that you yeah. give out. Yeah. Man. No, 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 the big ones. So I know there's at least 40 ounces of salsa in each one of those big jars. Mm -hmm. And we've gone through dozens of those jars. (laughs) Uh, Lots of wine, lots of booze. Brian likes to bartend. So every so often we're like, hey, uh, bartend night, Brian, make whatever drink you want. Um, But it's it's been a good time. That's what it should be about, right? I mean, if you're around a... With a group of friends playing a game, you know, it's just having a drink, whatever you like to do. We're telling stories and getting drunk together. It really, it's really what, for for us, it's the most fun, is we're just telling stories and, and weaving a world together. It's, it's, I, one of the things I like is the character I play in his story is not how I would actually normally play or do things. So I have to think differently. I have to think outside the box. I have to make decisions that I wouldn't make. Right. And, uh. It's fun. It's just it's, it's it's neat to 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 do things, especially with no repercussions. Like I could sit there and decide, I'm going to try to kill this motherfucker, and I'm not going to get arrested. This is awesome. 
Why are you smiling at Nick? I did just his face the whole time. Like I can see the gears turning and <laughs> You know what as I hear you guys talk about it, I just I wonder if I could give myself permission to be that silly. And that's what I was wondering. I'm like, I think he's picturing himself in that position because we're trying to persuade you to do it. And and I was just wondering what your what your thoughts were on it. Oh, is, this is an active persuasion you guys well, are gonna actually, try and get I, me into it? Well, I, I, not this actively, is news but, to me, in, but in, oh. no no in the past I know that we have tried to to persuade you. So I was wondering okay. how this conversation was uh, swaying. Yeah, I mean, I used to, dude. I loved playing pretend as a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I feel like I've definitely lost touch with that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I can, I can be silly. Like, get me on the dance floor. I can be silly. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so it's just not. Uh, I guess what I like about uh, dancing is I don't. Like it's just I I don't even need anybody else to to have that silliness. Like you guys could all be sitting around, and I could still have just as much fun, even in a room full of people just fucking just dancing, just getting after it. Uh, but I wonder how it, it would like if I was relying on someone else to uh, play with that same feeling. I just don't know how how if I would enjoy it, and uh, if I would want to come back the next week. I don't know. So I think the thing that intimidates people the most, and the thing that I think most people don't get is you never have to role play to role play so for example valerie does not do a voice she does not act a character she does not behave like she she doesn't do anything you don't know if valerie or vistra as her character's name is speaking except for vistra is a dwarf with a fucking hammer that can plow through the world she's a fucking tank straight up valerie is the tankiest player we have um, but when she makes decisions, she makes decisions like she is the tank. I'm going to run into this fight. I'm going to go kill him. I smile while I kill him. But she talks completely normal. Um, um, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Fudala's girlfriend. Laura. Laura. She speaks completely normal. It's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Well, the old man wouldn't feel this way. She plays an old man, so the old man would do this. She just speaks of it. Um, Alex Yavelda almost always speaks in character when he plays as Javelda. It's almost always as... as Is it I really like, animated, too? Uh, animated how? Like, the voice? Yeah, the voice. Are your hands moving? Are you doing I try stuff? to, like... Yeah, I try to also mimic the, the body language, and he's just it's a big, face. dumb See, orc. The, your, in, your interest in it, I think, peaks... Like, that's what sparks Dude, my interest. It's so Is, much because, fun. Yeah, because it's so, so much fun. Loser. <laughs> It's you no, just gotta I, like, run with okay. it. No, I just mean that like that's it's way over the top. <laughs> and to me, that's what that's like that's the appeal of like I don't think I could meet you on that level. Like I'm probably somewhere between Laura and Valerie as far as like what my participation might look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just I would even just want to be there for the show that is Alex. Yeah, like, and that's the beauty of it. You don't yeah. have to to meet anyone on any level. Or if if I'm running the game, for example, then. That's just me playing the characters, and you can you can be whatever you want. You know, it's it's whatever you whatever you bring to the table is whatever you bring to the table. <laughs> this is crazy. Louis, let's what do yeah. you, you do? We've you do any, off, you off do any games here? Like if, if yeah, I mean, Warzone. I, I never played that game, but uh, we play uh, Catan. I don't know if you know Catan. I've heard of yes. it. I haven't played it. What's Catan? So it's uh, it's set, settlers. You guess settlers, settlers of Catan. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. John Barry used to play it in are, the pack. Are there so cards involved? There's cards, but it's also dice, and so it's uh, statistics, right? So uh, you got you got numbers on uh, like an hexagon shape uh, a tile, which uh, has a resource, 
And so that number is on that tile. If you throw it, then you get the resource, right? But so uh, obviously you get more chances of getting an eight than throwing a two, right? So okay. you're going to have to uh, strategically uh, place your, uh, uh, your settlements at first and then the game goes on like that. It's pretty fun. It's pretty do, you, fun. do you get to do any fun voices? You don't know. It's not. It's, it's not as much as, as a, no, I'm kidding. As as hands-on on characters and stuff like that, but it's it's still, still pretty fun. Do you do you keep up any hobbies that aren't skydiving related right now? You know what? I wish I was like uh, cycling more. That's that's something I really enjoy. Like a bicycle. Yeah, cycling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Texas is not a very uh, bike friendly, uh, but uh, that's something I really enjoy doing for sure. We got that runway. Got the runway. So when you say bicycling, you mean road bike? Yeah, I saw, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I some people want mountain bike trails yes, true, or whatever. Of course. Uh, I, I I did a lot of uh, food delivery in Paris uh, on a bike. I started off with like a, a metal bike, super heavy, that I bought for hundred bucks on uh, Craigslist, like similar thing on Craigslist. And uh, I worked uh, as a as a bike delivery boy, right, uh, going around Paris, and I freaking loved it, man. It's such a it's quite dangerous being in Paris and doing this with all the stops and how many people there is and just swerving around cars. It's a crowded city, right? Going red lights, not caring because you gotta, you know, make the money, make the moolah for for the next delivery and stuff. So it's it's it was quite dangerous, but uh, but I enjoyed that danger. <laughs> was it a bike friendly place, Paris? Yeah, it is. Yeah, sort of. Depends. Do you have to have a baguette in your basket. You do. <laughs> At all cig- times. In cigarette in your mouth, of course. <laughs> do French really smoke a lot? Hell yeah. 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 Hell but yeah. But they eat so healthy. I know. And our life expense- expectancy is about the same, so go figure. <laughs> Man, Asian for life. We're going to outlive all you motherfuckers. Probably. We're going to be robots. <laughs> like little fish bowls from brains. I mean, they sure design all of them, right? Isn't that a, a Japanese people? Aren't they ahead of the game in the robotics world? I, I, I guess. Is I that know. racist to, to think that you guys are doing a great well, job? <laughs> I, I think it's some Asians. I don't know if it's Japanese or Korean. I don't know who really is ahead of the, the robot race. Man, have um, you guys seen the, the Boston Dynamics videos? Fuck the dude, dancing robots? Amazing. They're Man, ridiculous. That shit freaks me out. Mm. It's quite freaky. It's quite yeah. freaky. They, the more humanoid they're getting, it's... it's. I mean, the, those robots do like backflips and stuff like that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what really scares me, though, is the uh, technology they have out there of being able to take video of me hanging out here with you guys and then reproduce that video and make me say whatever the fuck I want. Have you seen yeah, that? Uh, we're yeah. talking kind of like deep fake technology. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can just take con- the the content they have of your voice, of you speaking, plus video of your face, and now they just animate it and make... Yeah, we could watch the president say a thing that he never said, right? Yeah. That's and deep fake makes sense. I've never heard that name before, but it's like, yeah, that makes sense. That technology scares the shit out of me. Do you think it's been used like by politics? I don't know, man. I mean, it's It's, definitely used for entertainment. Yeah. Um, And it's super realistic. Yes. Some of it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary good. Has it been used for politics? I don't, I don't want to, I don't think it, I don't know if it has yet, but man, it will. At some point, somebody's going to manipulate some part of life. And has it been used for politics as a non-politicians? Absolutely, I believe that. Has it been used in a political way? Absolutely, I right. believe that. Whether it's for a Republican or, or a presidency, can, no. Can I show you? I don't want to put this on uh, on the feed because it's probably uh, copyrighted in some way. T- tell me what you see right here. 
Tom Cruise. That's not Tom Cruise. That's a that's a Tom Cruise lookalike dude, or is that? No, this is that technology. This is some deep fake shit. Oh my god! It's I uh, I I I, I say I say it to me, but I know how to look it up. This um, T Hanks. <laughs> this is my favorite Instagram to follow, dude. If uh, you do not follow T dot Hanks, the profile picture is indeed Tom Hanks. An old picture probably looks like it's from the movie Big. It is the most entertaining uh, Instagram page I have ever seen. Do it. I followed it. Um, Derek Lewis, you you watch? You follow the Beast UFC? Yes, dude. Yeah, he's because uh, my balls was hot. This guy. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Derek Lewis's Instagram game is fucking fire, man. I love that shit. Is so hot. It is. He he crushes it. Um, every other video he has, it has a sensitive for viewers. Do you really want to watch us? Because you might see some dude break his leg or something stupid. It's it's he posts. He doesn't post anything real in life. It's just straight up entertainment. So that's what I'm Instagram for. I'm not on there for your politics. It's all fake. Uh, well, the shit he was just showing right. me. Yes, yeah. no, the Derek Lewis shit. That's just fucking crazy life stuff. All right, watching people do stupid stunts, watching people get hurt doing stupid shit. I don't know why people enjoy seeing. I mean, it, people like to see other people getting hurt, right? I never, I do, I never I understood that. It. I cringe. Have you watched kids getting hurt? Also a must follow on Instagram. Oh, is that is that an Instagram? Page? It's amazing. Yeah, dude, when somebody face plants and they scorpion over the top of it, I cringe. Look away, like oh, yeah, I feel like, bad. Right? Oh my like, god, I feel my 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 face is getting chewed apart. Imagine if there were cameras when we were kids like this, because today we're so much more cautious with how we are told to do things. Like, I, I the memes are out there joking around about what we did as kids versus what people do now as kids. But it, for real, man, it was a lot more dangerous world once upon a time. Yeah. Imagine if there were cameras around when... Imagine if social media was around when Abraham Lincoln was a president. Would he really be honest, Abe? Really? I'm, I don't... Not. No. Don't, who, who knows? Mm. So I'm just That's watching videos of kids getting hurt now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but here, come on. DJ, give me some commentary. What's happening? We got this uh, young lady in green swinging on this little disc. She has gotten pushed up by I don't what the... <laughs> uh, did you hear her brother act like he's going to catch her? <laughs> he fucking like a foot. She fell down. It's real funny. You can see. Oh, Man, have you guys right. seen those dad reflexes <laughs> videos? Those are some of my personal favorites where, you know, a dad is, is doing something around the house and a baby almost falls off the couch and he scoops it up last second. Like that stuff is so satisfying to me. It, it just the makes me think endless. what's that the text yeah save. the text save exactly but the fact that it's dad saving kids makes it makes it even more entertaining for me for some reason like that's is, gotta be another that instagram some, page some like dad dormant saves. instinct that kicks in when you have a kid like you suddenly have these reflexes or, or maybe it just happens over time because kids are falling over all the time but that's true yeah i don't know it's like your mom when uh you almost get in a car accident as a kid yeah, right. Man, immediately, man, Katie still does that to me all the time, and she apologizes. I'm like, no, you got that, you got that instinct. That's fine. <laughs> but the first time, man, the first time she did that to me, I felt like a child, like like a tiny little baby child. <laughs> You're well protected. Yeah, <laughs> she's a strong lady. She doesn't mess around. <laughs> man, the power steering in her car was broke for like a super long time. And she became like the only fucking person who could drive that car. <laughs> awesome. Like like Monfi was staying with us for a little bit and he would borrow the car to go to the grocery store or whatever and, and I would borrow the car when I didn't have the van and we we're all like 
how how do you turn this fucking thing? Like it's impossible. Like two Have hands on the wheel, like not moving. And Katie just does it like it's no big deal. <laughs> and she finally got it fixed recently. And she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of different." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's way different." It's like this is, <laughs> is that how strong she is? She Dude, just she's a, realizes she's, the difference. Yeah, don't 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 fuck with Katie. She's strong. Good to know. Good. I won't. <laughs> Yeah, you don't mess with those quiet women, dude. They're scary. Yeah. Fucking scary. And she's probably going to beat me up for saying all this. It's, <laughs> it's no big deal. That's what, Katie, if you're listening, so, someday, Thank you. Louis said. Someday Louis we're going to have a real conversation. You're like, yeah, man, I used to say that stuff as a joke, but now she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of these days I'm just going to stop talking about Katie, and you'll know. I'm, I'm finally getting the the whoopings. <laughs> yeah. I, I really know where their relationship is when we play D&D because she takes it out on him in game. It's mm. great. <laughs> look at him how could you be mean to this guy look how nice he is impossible I don't know man she <laughs> finds what she finds a way <laughs> man so in a hundred a hundred hundred fifty jumps from now you hope to be shooting tandem videos hell yeah at some point you want to be an AFF instructor what kind of progression what kind of path do you see how soon is that something you think you'll attain as soon as I can like uh, it's uh, I want to be diverse in the sport, right? Uh, I like to get hands-on on everything. If I can do uh, video, AFF, tandem, that's awesome, man. So then when I, you, I've, I've got, I've got all, all, you know, all the ratings, and then from there, I just. Uh, so when you meet the slow. minimum requirements, you want to go ahead and go for it. And absolutely. I'll, to be fair, when I say that, usually it's an insult. In your case, you have a lot of experience behind the minimum requirements being six hours of free fall. So make sure you log those uh, time, that time well. If you're at a drop zone where you're going to uh, 13,000 feet all the time, 14,000 feet all the time, uh, you're probably averaging 60 seconds of free fall just to make your life super easy. It's 360 jumps. I tell most people 400 jumps is when the earliest you can take an AFF course. And honestly, most people with 400 jumps will fail an AFF course, no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. Uh, with your flying background, your teaching background, and your ability to analyze in the sky... Um, I don't think you'll have a problem. I'm not that worried about you. I've trained a lot of tunnel guys, so it's. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's uh, it's definitely giving me the perception of you know as you said like fixing fixing people that really really helped me grow in my how, how to how people should fly right and yeah. what's the right body position. Well, you remember a young tunnel instructor will see a dude drive himself into the wall, and the tunnel instructor is doing nothing but trying to save the guy's life and reacting where you watch the same student put his legs out so you make a move to get ahead of it to it's stop and catch it, right? right so exactly, and that's what we talk about in the AFF course all the time. You don't want to react. You want to be proactive, 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 Definitely. proactive. Read the body, mm-hmm. get ahead of it. There's, there's a little, there's a, that little time, right? That two, two seconds, you see that body going up, that's where it's going, and you want to be there yeah. before. And two seconds is way longer. Yeah, <laughs> way. Just exactly, yeah. but yeah, you, you, know, you know how... You're sometimes in free fall, and it that seems like time a long relation. time. You know, like uh, that 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 perception of time it just changes, yeah. right? Especially when something is about to go bad. That like it's like slow mo, and then like you know you're on it. But uh, it's it's funny how the brain works. It, kind of was Josh Joshua and I have talked about time dilation? Did we talk about this on the show? 
Or is this? I think this is something him and I have talked about in training we, course. We might have. I'm not sure. It's the human mind will naturally slow itself down when things like that happen, and over time we build a rolodex. So does every rolodex the old like index card you would use for phone numbers? I need to call Louis. Let me look up Louis in my my rolodex on my desk. Right. And our brain builds a rolodex of experience. And when you get into stressful situations, time dilation naturally happens. Your brain frantically rolls through that finds the closest card that matches this current situation. So you go, oh, here's the card. This is what I do now and moves forward. And that time dilation is essentially what you're doing. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And hopefully your Rolodex is full of the right cards and not the wrong cards. I hope so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> no, I think you would do well with it. Um, with a minimum of si- uh, of six hours, I, I, it's back to it. People in your, your, your place would do well. So your goal is to do that as soon as possible. Yeah, as soon as possible. Um, but again, in a, in a safe way. So obviously, I don't want to um, burn steps, right? So yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's something we've made pretty clear from the beginning. You're you're very uh, yeah. If if you go in and you if you take the minimum experience in, you're going to take the minimum experience out. Most people who meet the minimum qualifications also come with the minimum experience. You don't come with minimum experience of the qualification. So there's right. the nerdy techie version of that statement. Mm. And after that tandem course, uh, you've got the three years in the sport. 500 Definitely. jumps is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. How's that tandem rating going, Nick Law? Oh, yeah. What tandem rating? I don't <laughs> What's up? I resigned my tandem rating the same month he got his tandem rating. How you doing? Pass on the torch. It's yours. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll let it burn brightly. Dude, have you taken any live paying customers? Not yet. Nope. I've taken uh, Aaron. I've taken Hank, I've taken Pedro, I've taken Carlos, and I've taken Katie. Basically all the drum stuff. <laughs> and oh, Carlos set, is the only one who doesn't have a tan. tan yep, he, he, was, he was my 10th jump. He was my, uh, hey, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove myself right here and uh, save the life of someone who <laughs> hasn't had any of this training that, uh, hey, I'm, I'm really the one in, in charge. If there's any sort of a problem, I don't have anyone to ask. Like, hey, Carlos, what, do you remember what the, what the EPs we're supposed to be doing right now? Brother, no. Cut away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and taking Katie on Monday, uh, it was like, hey, I just need to keep, I just need another rep. I can't let this go go too long. Um, and uh, I actually offered Alex first. <laughs> and, uh, and Katie asked earlier, before I even started the course, if she could do one of my front rides. And, um, you know, quite a few people asked that. And so it's hard for me to like pick and choose. Yeah. I don't want to play favors. It's like, yeah. man, I, I can imagine that being fun with almost everybody. And, uh, <laughs> you want to go on a front ride, dude, I will take you for sure. I would take you. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even care about fucking with you. There's zero goal to that. I just want to go enjoy a front ride with you. See, but that's why I wanted to take Pedro because I knew Pedro would fuck with me. Oh, you want me to fuck with you? I'm down. No, that's I mean, not it, what I'm in for. It, but in the, I'm down. In the course, that was my interest of like, yeah. hey, like, hey, I know that this person helped me have a stable exit. And there was Hank was asking me, hey, do you want to do the next one with Pedro or or you can take Katie now? And I said, man, I. I know Pedro is going to mess with me. I know he's going to drag his feet on the exit. I know he's going to bite my hands if I if I let him. It's like <laughs> that. That's what I want because it's going to keep me engaged and keep me thinking in these first jumps where it's really important that I'm starting to develop uh, good habits and good behaviors. And that's what I liked about about Pedro. But uh, now it's like um, you know I just need to get through the probationary jumps to where uh, I need to not worry about jumping every thirty days. And that could be with anybody. Uh, it's going to be with a real life student at some point in the very near future when the when the demand is is there. But 
Right now, it's pretty fun just taking people I know on tandem skydives. So I was so, like, oh, go ahead. I, I just have one question. Is it is it just in, did, did you just want to do it just in case we need the, you don't have enough staff on that I mean, we, day? We need tandem instructors. Like That's just the reality of the skydiving industry as a whole needs tandem instructors. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, uh, if it's a valuable skill to have and we need that skill here, then I might as well start working on it. And, you know, I might not feel comfortable enough to just jump in full rotation on, on a Saturday right now. Sure. And uh, the last couple weekends, we haven't really uh, had the level of business that, that's really been a necessity. But at some point in the very near future, we will. And so, man, I would much rather, um, you know, I, I like learning with someone who I can be honest about where I'm at and, and you know, where my, where my mind is and where my skill set is. And at some point, like... You know, I, I could have taken, uh, you know, there, there was actually one dude that I regretted not taking this weekend because I took him to class. Like I, I saw his eyeballs in class. I took him I, when he came downstairs. I got him in a harness. I got him fully ready for Hank. And it was like, man, I should just take this yours. guy. Yeah. Yes. And, and I found out yes. um, later in the week that I have been talking with this dude's wife for like six months. He's a veteran. He couldn't come out when we had masks on because he has like a he goes he gets panic attacks when his mm-hmm. face is covered. It's from some, some stuff that happened to him in the military. Okay. And so I've been working talking with his wife this whole way, and this was finally the the day that they were going to come out, and I just missed the fact that it was them. But like I totally connected with this dude in class. I saw his face. I saw his smile, and I could even feel Hank wanting me to take the dude, and I just should have. And man, that's like. I don't remember the last time I really regretted the thing in skydiving, but man, I regret not taking that dude because I had the feeling that I that I should have, and I I can't imagine another like another situation that unique that will present itself. But it, it, uh, it will in a different way. But yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll find the right time and the right person, and you know, it's for me, it's a really unique situation because the like I don't. I don't need tandem skydiving to pay my bills right now. It's sure. not like I didn't make a plan for this to be my next career move out of necessity. It's like it's this is much more out of hey the drop zone needs this and I have a capable body so let me let me try and line that up. But um, but it's uh, it's, so, it's been really fun so far. So thank you for asking. What was it something that you expected like in terms of because um, you've been working in industry for years now mm-hmm. and you have you know thousands of drums. Um, so many videos and stuff, but you know, and 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 now being manager of a drop zone, and you you have you know uh, tandem instructors to to deal to deal with. Um, is it is it something you expected? Like, in terms so of like some parts of it are very intuitive. Like just based on the experience I have, it's like, yep, it's that's exactly how it would seem. Uh, the the parts that I don't uh, that I don't feel so confident about is like just the tactile feel of different parts of the equipment, like of locking in the lowers and feeling that snap. Like I know what it feels like now when it locks, but I've only done that so many times right. of getting the, the lowers tightened to the, to the right distance where they're not going to move around, but that, that so I can still get the uppers tightened to a point where that will have more of the weight than the lowers do. Like this is a balance and I just don't know what that feel is like. The man, the dr- I'm a short guy. My arms are short. Like I got it. It's every... <laughs> every bit of this arm to get my hand in a comfortable spot on the on the drogue to, to, to feel like I'm getting a, a really good drogue throw. Right, right. And so all of these little parts that although I've seen it lots and lots of times and it's just like, yeah, that seems it, it is how it seems. My comfort level just isn't where I uh, where I want it to be to where I can take a customer and not have to feel like I have something to d- disclose to them 
of like, yeah, I'm, I'm the new guy. I've never done this before. Like, I don't want to feel, um, I don't want to feel like I'm hiding anything. Like, I want to feel like I have a good skill set. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the it has been really fun. Like, I know that Pedro messed up an exit on purpose. Like, he said, oh, yeah, I did. I drugged, I drugged my legs. I did this. I knew I was going to flip us. And it's like, man, that built a lot of confidence for me because it was like, yeah, it felt, it felt just like I would imagine it feeling to fly out the exit, like to not have to rush to just be able to trust what I feel from the wind and trust what I know a good body position does and trust my visual and wait till I felt nice and uh, nice and stable. Were, were you nervous again? Uh, man, let's see. When was I most nervous? Um, I wasn't nervous at all being on the front. I wasn't nervous jumping the gear by myself. I guess that was that was interesting. I was uh, curious about where the drogue was going to be, because part of a handles check is you throw the drogue and you check the drogue. Sure. And it's like, man, I have this tiny little neck that is not very flexible, and I didn't really know if I was going to be able to see it. And so it was interesting. So it was like, to, like doubts, more, more, more than being nervous. Not doubts so much as just uncertainty. Uncertainty. Yeah. yeah, and it's not. It's not like I'm. Like I knew that I could reach the drogue on the ground, you know. So I'm like, right. okay, well, at least at least I'm gonna find it. But um, you know, the uh, uh, yeah, un- uncertainty. I think that's a, that's the right word. But I did feel nervous uh, taking Hank for the first time. I guess I felt nervous. And uh, that was your first passenger. No, Aaron was my first Aaron passenger, okay. and Aaron was having so much fun <laughs> that it like it was just like it, I couldn't be nervous. She was just too fun. Like she was too smiley. She was uh, still teaching me the whole way, like, uh, which was like, uh, you know, walking into the door and have her just do like a really simple, like, hey, don't forget to check your drogue. Right. And it was like, man, like she's, she, I could tell that she, she was so calm and so aware of everything. It was like, man, I could, I could do nothing. <laughs> I could do nothing. I could leave this plane with her and do nothing. And she's going to do it all. And probably still have fun. <laughs> and so it was, uh, you know, she was super comforting. And then Hank, like, I, I know Hank really well. And he spent most of the time in the in the course with, with me, like all the classroom time that was all with Hank. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, having to, Hank's a bigger guy. And for me to have to, like, hey, can I make sure that his belly band is in the right spot? Like, hey, how, how did I do with this harness? Like, is he going to, I would hope that he would call me out if the harness wasn't wasn't right. But uh, at least before jumping off, <laughs> just just before. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if he probably knew that he wasn't going to fall out of it. But like like Pedro, I would expect if I did a poor job of harnessing Pedro, that he would let it happen, and he would let himself be set too low in the harness, so my so my tiny little legs would have to strain to reach the ground. <laughs> like he's not going to fall out. Obviously, he wouldn't let me not do up his chest strap. But if he knew that I had not balanced the weight right in the harness, he's going to let me learn that. And. Uh, I think that that's what I like about the the people that, that do these courses at the rating center. Of if it's like, hey, I I know they're gonna make me learn, because they've all learned these lessons and they know, you know, they know the mm-hmm. parts that were cool and the parts that sucked, and they're not gonna let you get away with not experiencing the parts that suck when you when you make a mistake. And uh, man, the course was super super fun, super. Uh, you know, there there were, I guess I would be lying if I didn't say that there were stressful points, but most of that stress has to do with thinking about the jump. Like being on the jump, like it feels natural. It's like, hey, yeah, okay, here's yeah. here's all this stuff. There's the drop zone. I'm gonna open this parachute. The parachute flies like a slower, mushier version of parachutes <laughs> than I know. <laughs> yeah. And 
So when it's hands-on and it's happening, it feels natural. Right. But when you're sitting there thinking, oh, man, what's, what's, what's it going to be like when I go to connect Hank's lowers and am i gonna am i gonna forget something like there's all this new the you know the eps there's a lot of stuff the the upt test that you got it takes a lot of stuff it's a lot of information and what was it thursday night that we talked about the idea of getting me into a course that started the following wednesday or no it must have been oh yeah it was the weekend it must have been saturday because you were out there Uh, yeah that weekend like yeah so you're gonna take a course tuesday or wednesday which one is it Mm -hmm. i do think we talked about it uh briefly like maybe on a phone call the day before or something Mm -hmm. but yeah within there wasn't a week it wasn't even half a week from when uh this this all went down so it was a lot of cramming and my memory's not great (laughs) so uh yeah like just making sure hey do do i have all this information like do i have if i chunked all these bits down and i can you know i could I don't just have it memorized in this order that i learned it in like you could ask me for a specific thing and i can pick it out and uh so th- those are the things that would cause me stress. Not necessarily being in free fall with Hank. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm to- I totally messed up. And the first exit with Hank, dude, I set up terribly in the door. I was way too far back. We bumped into the door and tumbled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're not stable. What am I going to do? <laughs> and, uh, man, I, I, I flew it out and arched. And it worked just like it's supposed to. And Did you think, oh, no, I'm Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not think that. But then... Uh, uh, you know, there. Uh, do you, have you, you ever talked about side spin videos like in a, in a public way? Uh, I don't know if I have or haven't, but I'm willing to talk about side spin stuff. That's what you're asking. Yeah. So, do you know about the side spin phenomenon no. in, in tandem skydiving? You you know you side fly in the tunnel a little bit, right? Side fly, yeah. So this position is like a, a team side fly thing that's uh, unintentional. And no one can control it, and it has to do with the weight and balance of the student and the rig seems to play a, a big part of it. Is that is that fair? Yeah, but more more body position than yeah, anything else. Absolutely, body and, position and uh, launch. But man, they it, you, it's sh- just like a spin that you cannot stop. It's not, uh, well, it's a spin that to just look thinking of the way that it's described to recover from the spin. The recovery is very counterintuitive. Okay, and um, it seems like just just arching isn't really a good fix once you're on your side and it's moving. The worst thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so this is this is where the dichotomy of my thought process comes in. Of like, hey, fly, 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 fly your body, fly like the student is isn't there. Just make sure that they're there. This is the thing that Hank said a few times, and it's like, man, sure I they're still in their I can <laughs> I can imagine what it feels like to find the wind after having left in basically any orientation, whether I've slipped off the plane, whether I've done a flip out the plane, whatever. Like I can imagine what finding the wind feels like. And there's uh, a point with where this side spin happens that you have to give that up and go into uh, mimicking a very bad body position that the student has to match their position, get their hands in a certain spot, straighten your bodies out, and get back to... Uh, a belly to earth orientation, and it's like, man, I like for me, that's the uh, to know when to quit fly, fly, flying, like you know how to fly, and knowing when to give that up and um, and mimic the student to keep yourself out of a side spin. Maybe you have some insight. You're not really even mimicking them; you're wrestling them. 
So a side spin happens when the tandem pair leaves sideways to the relative wind. So we launch. Like if we're going to skydive belly into the wind, right? Mm -hmm. So if a tandem pair leaves towards the wingtip, so the air hits the side of our body and the student de-arches, so their feet in the air drop, their arms are out in front of them, that's two sides of a four-bladed prop. The instructor is now arching his arms up above him and his legs below him, and that's the other two blades of a four-bladed prop. Right. So now these four blades are hit by the relative wind, and that causes it to start spinning. And as soon as it starts spinning, centrifugal force takes over and elongates those bodies, elongates those pairs. Um, if you watch a side spin phenomenon video, there's one video where the pair completely separates 180 and now turns into a two-bladed prop. They're spinning so fast. The lowers were tight when they th- this is a fatality when when the tandem pair were found they marked the harnesses before they took them off as part of the investigation when they put and recreated everything the harnesses couldn't be tighter the elasticity of webbing is that much and of the human body that that actually this that's that much centrifugal wow. force so as soon as you see a side spin coming one of the things you, if you're drogue side up, if your drogue is to the sky, huck that drogue and get the fuck out of life. Like right. get, get out of there. Just, just take care of business. Don't mm-hmm. throw the drogue unstable unless that's your problem. Mm-hmm. But then your goal is just to take your hands, grab the student's hands and put them on their hips. You're on their hips because you need leverage. You're actually grabbing their hips. If I can't get their hands, fuck their hands. I'm going to grab their hips and I'm actually grabbing their hips so I can pull myself around them. You ever, like, you do leg extensions, you got to hold the bar? You're using that, so you sweep your legs around them, and what you're doing is you're trying to actually grab their legs, sweep their legs, and straighten out their body, basically putting them in a tracking position, elongating their body. Right. The elongation, uh, conservation of energy, momentum, uh, torque, the bodies will slow down like a figure skater does, um, and you basically flatten out of it. It's a fairly long recovery, and it's a pretty fucked position. So yeah, it's it's uh. That sounds so intense. <laughs> I don't want to do one of those. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, we don't typically show. So there's a strong, uh, strong enterprises made the video, and there is a side spin phenomenon video that's required training, and I typically don't show it in the course until so far into your experience. I want to get through your basic training. Once you're through your basic training, like, hey, let me show you this. And I've had candidates tell me, like, I'm so glad you didn't show me this at the beginning because I might have walked out. I mean, I've right, yeah. I've seen parts of it, and I know that it exists, and I've seen um. You know, I haven't seen a side spin like what's shown in that video, but I've definitely seen uh, tandem instructors uh, do a not great job of getting stable and some sort of uh, momentum starts starts to happen. But, uh, you know, I, like, I know that the instructors that I've seen do a really good job, and this is, like, something that's that's led to every part of anything I've been even remotely successful at in skydiving is just stealing all the stuff that I've seen work really well. And uh, so th- that's a fun. It's a fun time to be back in that learning moment of like, oh, I get to steal shit. Mm-hmm. I get to <laughs> steal this from uh, you know Donnie Leach is uh, someone who his climb out and setup and communication with the student in the door is something that I haven't seen many instructors do. Um, Aaron, her count, her her presentation especially is like, man, I see, I see why she doesn't get taken for rides because she sets up really deliberately and launches into the wind with a great body position. Into, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And it's like, that makes so much sense. To, that, like, that makes so much sense to me that I worry about the people that, like, hey, what, what are the, the people that don't do it that way? Like, what are you thinking? Why would you not do it that way? 
And it's crazy because, unfortunately, uh, I'll use Hank as a great example of a bad example. Um, Hank does not launch into the relative wind. Hank does not do things textbook as far as he does not make it easy on himself. Hank has very successful exits, and he doesn't get taken on a lot of rides. You shoot video of him. Would you he say has that? a phenomenally strong launch. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not proper. It's not into the wind. No, he, he's uh, out and then turns into the wind. Yeah. Uh, so he does it the hard way. Mm. And and that's okay. It's but um but that comes with experience, right? Like that's yes. Hank couldn't do that early on. Hank learned and right. the unfortunate part and thank you for saying that the unfortunate part is people see Hank and they think they can do what Hank can do. Experience. Hank learned to do this. Cuz I remember when Hank used to do that and it didn't work so well. Um, Hank actually was one of the students in our problem solving videos of an example of problems. Matter of fact, the tailgate videos in the uh, in our PowerPoint, mm-hmm. there's a tailgate videos. One of them is a video of him of why we don't exit that way out of tailgates. Man, I didn't catch him. Um, didn't, didn't notice him. I have to ask to see if you saw that version of the PowerPoint, um, just because I know there's been some updates to the classroom material. Um, so anyways, we turn into a pumpkin soon. We, uh, dude, I'm so happy to have you here on the show tonight. It's just, oh, just getting late. I've been super stoked. This is the first time doing this. I hope I can come back and do some more. Dude, you're very welcome to come back. We'll do nice. another show. Cool. By the sounds of it, we're stuck with you for a while. Yes, absolutely. I'll be here for at least a couple of years. Man, it's it's been a pleasure having you on the DZ. Thank you so uh, much. Put the man back in manifest. This guy right here. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely, and man. I, I can do both. I can coach and manifest. So, and, uh, For now. Yeah. We'll get you out of manifest eventually. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. No. But what, what I mean by that is like I can coach in the tone still. This is still something I do. Matter of fact, uh, Jimmy Skates and I are going to El Paso uh, 7, 8, 9 of September. And uh, we, we have like 10 hours. Nice, man. Coach, coach a few people. So it's good, it's, it's good to mix it up. You've been bit. out to that tunnel before? We have, yeah. Good, with, uh, good vibe out there. You like it? Definitely, yeah, definitely. It's a corporate. It's a, sorry, it's not a corporate. Private. It's, uh, it's a private. Mm. So uh, they, they don't follow the rules of iFly. So it's, <laughs> it's more chill. <laughs> 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 sorry, iFly. Be more chill, <laughs> <laughs> man. That is the best way to end this show. On I fly and the rest of the fucking world, be more chill, white boy. Play that funky music. Get us out of here. You got anything else to say to your friends and family? I love y'all. Thank you for being here. <laughs> awesome, Mr. P. You got anything? No, that's it. Man, thanks for uh, letting me talk about that tandem course a little bit. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, thanks for asking about it. Dude, guys and gals, Greg Lab Radio, we're out of here. See you back in two weeks. Peace. Peace out.